Blog Talk Radio. Travel near a far. Travel near. Now raise it up. 
gotta be where you are. Come on, raise it before him. Say, wanna be where you are. Gotta be, gotta be where Press 1, and that will put you in the queue, 
and we'll go from there. Well, I hope everyone has had a wonderfully blessed weekend. Um, it is summer, and the heat is hot. And uh, we've been experiencing some hot weather here, and I've been keeping the AC rolling because last year this time I was in heat of about 100 degrees in my home with no air, couldn't get a contractor out here. I'm a part of a home warranty company, and I, I had left them for a little while and came back, and when I came back, the particular... Uh, air conditioning uh, contractor they had had was no longer with them, so they couldn't find anybody to come out for about three weeks. So finally, I suggested, "Can you please authorize um, the company that put in my air conditioning system that wasn't on their list to come out and do the work?" And finally, you know, they agreed. And I mean, that was about three weeks. I thought I was literally just going to roast in here, but thank God he brought me through. So. I said, Lord, please, (laughs) not this year. And the air conditioning system wasn't really that old, so I didn't understand what was going on. But it's been a hot summer. Hopefully you're enjoying your your week. Last weekend was 4th of July, and I know that I took a few days off prior to 4th of July weekend. And then some people, I know my family, a couple members, they took days after the 4th and used this weekend so um, to connect with the 4th. But anyway, um, hope you are enjoying your summer days and summer nights. And uh, we're here to pray with you, to believe with you, and to get you through these days, hopefully um, with more faith, more confidence in the fact that we are in a relationship with God. You know, when we're in a relationship with God, um, you know, he's, it's not like a, 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 a fleshly relationship you know, where people get upset with you because uh, they, for any reason they can find, or maybe you fall, have a falling out, or you're not quite as excited with being with their company anymore, and you part ways. But uh, the only way you'll get out of this relationship with God is if you decide to leave and you don't want to be a part of a relationship with him. Because he said in his word, he's never going to leave us nor forsake us. So he's not going to forsake us. If anyone forsakes, forsakes this relationship, it will be on our part. So we are in a relationship with God, and it's an awesome relationship. We can trust him. We can believe in him. We can walk with him with an assurance that he is not going to kick us to the curb. He's going to stay with us, and he's going to see us through whatever it is we're going through. Just trust him. Look to him. And, of course, we don't know what tomorrow brings but we know we have a God who does. And um, however it works out, you know, I was talking to a cousin today who, um, uh, it's a pretty involved situation, but anyway, her mom is in the hospital, and, um, you know, she was bringing up some things, and I, I just basically said that his will be done. You know, that's when it, the bottom line, his will is the will that needs to be done, not my will not your will, but his will. Um, we can pray and we can believe. And uh, But lately, you know, at the end of my prayers, I try to remember to say, in spite of it all, God, I don't know. I don't know the, the way to pray sometimes. That's why we have the spirit and uh, God praying in and through us so that when we don't know how to pray, 
The Spirit of God is praying for us. Just open your mouth and let it be released. And at the end of that, in spite of knowing what to pray or how to pray, God, we believe your will to be done in the situation. And so that's how I encouraged her today. And uh, even that came up um, a couple days ago. I was talking to someone, and, and it boiled down to his will. So tonight, we believe you, God, and we ask that you will step in and your will will be done in spite of what we want. Hallelujah. So thank you so much again for joining in. I want to thank Prophet Randy Candler uh, for making this platform available. We pray for him and for his wife. We believe for God to work in and through him. And we just bless the man of God who's been a part of the will of God for this particular work in the nation and in the world, Prophetic Grace Network. And um, we pray for those who come on, you know, and, and host. You know, we go through, all of us are going through our own seasons of whatever it is that God has allowed us to be a part of in this season. And I know that um, there is prayer, when there's prayer, you know, we can expect. And when there is unity, we can expect. Because we're in agreement. And that kind of brings me to what I want to kind of talk to you a little bit about today, about being in unity with the Spirit of God. Um, you know, Jesus said in its um, Matthew 11, uh, 28 through 30, it says, when, then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. What's Jesus saying here? He was saying that, let me step into the situation. Let me be a part of advising and instructing and even carrying you through this situation. Come to me, all of you who are weary. And in the King James it says, heavy laden, come to me and I will give you rest. My, 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 my. That's something that really just touched me. We were speaking of this earlier in services today. And tonight, you know, it, it kind of hit me again. It's like, come to me. Come to me. It reminds me of like, you know, when, you have, when you're a small child and you're frantic about something and you have a, a parent and you're running around frantic looking what to do, which direction, where is this? Hey, come to me. I got an answer for you. Come to me. I've got protection for you. Come to me and I will help you. That's what a good parent does. When he sees a child in distress, and I can remember as a small, when my children were small and, you know, they were, you know, boy, come to me. Let me see what is going on here. Come to me. Why? Because I am the authority here. I represent protection for you. I represent love for you. I represent the peace for you. You know, and, and when children are small, they look to their parents. 
They look to them that are in uh, control or authority of them to fix the situation. And that's how God wants us to be, to look to him, to take care of the situation. Come to me and I will give you rest. In 29, it says, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. You know, like as I was saying in the demonstration or the illustration of the child, let me teach you how to handle this situation. Let me teach you how to walk through this situation. Let me teach you what you need to know to get out of this situation. Because it says, I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your soul. Hmm. That's where our rest comes from, people. It comes from taking our cares, the heavy burdens that we carry, and giving them to the Lord so that he may give us rest. That's awesome. That's what we need. That's what we have to have to survive in this world when we're going through, when it's topsy-turvy, when you don't see a way out, when there's heavy burdens that you're carrying and the word of God tells us here, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. And God says, he'll take it and he'll give you rest. How many need rest tonight? How many need Jesus to take a burden tonight? As I said in that illustration, I was the authority figure for my child. I was bigger even in the natural than they are or they were. So I'm instru- I instructed them. They fall down. They injure themselves. They scratch their knees. They can't find their toy. Come to me. Come to me. Come to me. Let's do this thing. Let me let me take this thing from you. You're too little for your mind to comprehend what needs to be done in this situation. You just want to fall out and have a tantrum. But we're not doing that. Come to me. Sometimes we as adults, you know, we get in a situation and we just want to fall out and have a tantrum. And God, no, 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 no. Come to me. I'll carry that burden, and I'll give you rest. Why? Because I am your peace. I am your peace. Situations fill your peace. Ha. They'll come in, and they'll even try to fill your joy. But come to me. That's what, woo, that, that's, just, hmm, that's resonating in my spirit tonight. Come to me. Stop struggling with this stuff. You know, sometimes we have the habit to take things to the Lord and take them back. We need to take them to the Lord and leave them there. Why? Because we should understand that he is someone we can trust with the situation. He's not someone who's going to forget the situation. You know, sometimes you ask someone, hey, will you pray for me? Or, you know, you tell them about a situation, will you keep me in mind? And you know, they get busy, they forget. They may not intentionally try to forget, but it happens. But what does God? Who is God? He said he is who is God that he is 
mindful of us. He's mindful. He's not going to forget. He's not going to cancel the curb. He's not going to get so busy. He's not going to know what you're going through. He knows what you're going through. He understands what you're going through. He knows that you're weary. He knows that you're carrying something that you ought to lay down and place it at his feet and don't go back and pick it up. That's the kind of God we serve. He says, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your soul. Promise. That's a promise. I never looked at it like that before. That's a promise. He's telling us, I will give you rest for your soul. If you bring it to me, if you lay it at my feet, if you don't pick it back up, if you trust me, for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Why is it light? Because he's taken up the burden. That's the whole point of it. That's why it's light. And I'm, I wrote this down earlier today. It said yokes are put on two. So in the natural, and I heard saw this illustration, you know, in the natural, they yoke animals together to carry burdens, right? And uh, I thought this was an excellent example. Well, I'm going to share it with you. I don't think they mind me borrowing it. But it's an excellent, excellent example of our being yoked with the Lord. You know, you have a heavy load that's being carried on a wagon, say, so to speak. All right, one animal can't really do the job. But so they are going to yoke, uh, this word yoke, they're going to yoke this animal with another animal, right, to combine the strength to get the job done. Okay, so my prayer combined with my activation of faith, yoked with the one who is my faith, will get the job done. Now, they didn't say all that. I'm throwing that in. This is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. My faith strengthened with the faith of that who is stronger will get the job done. Who is the one who is the experienced yoke bearer? It is, in that example, in the natural, you've got an animal that is, they don't even have to be of the same type. It could be an oxen and a mule. But they're yoked together. And that's pretty interesting because, you know, we don't want to be any mules because they can be a little, mm. But you can yoke that with the one that is stronger. The stronger one will be, and the most experienced one, the one who has the authority to direct and pull in certain directions, is usually put front or is carrying the load more so than the other. Why? Because it's experience. Jesus is experienced. He is not ignorant to the things that you are going through. He's experienced because he made us. He's, not, he's experienced because he knows all about us, experienced because he knows details about things we don't even know. It came with him being God. So we're yoked with God, the experienced one, ah, the one who knows all things, 
the one who is our burden bearer, the one who is able to lead and guide us right where we need to be because he's experienced with the journey. He's experienced with the load. He's experienced in who he is and who you are. So we're yoked with him, working together with Christ as the leader, but we're yoked to him. Hallelujah. And when working together, it brings us rest, rest that we wouldn't have if we were trying to do it on our own. You know, that's the way the world is. They don't know what it's like to be yoked with the Lord. They don't know what it's like to have a burden bearer. They don't know what it's like to be resting while somebody else is working for them. They don't know what that's like because God sent his son that we would be heirs and joint heirs with him. And he's always working for us. The world doesn't know that, how to rest in the fact that you're yoked with someone or the spirit of God that is experienced in getting you down the road on your journey. The spirit of God is knowledgeable of the direction that needs to be taken. The the Spirit of God is informed on how to walk it out. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. It's not something they got to figure out. They already know it. How to get you out of where you are. Because that's what he's there for. To take up a load we couldn't carry. That he would be the burden bearer. Jesus Christ allows you to rest. And take your heavy burden. And like I said, the world doesn't know that. They don't know what it's like to be yoked huh, with the with the power and the spirit of God to get through situations. That's why we as Christians know that we have the ability to be really dependent on God to move in and through our lives, to rectify situations to change situations, to release us and to give us rest while he works it out. So, God, we thank you tonight for being that burden bearer. We thank you tonight because where else do we go? We go to you. There's nowhere else to go. You know, there's all kinds of things going on in the world today, you know, um, But we just got to trust that when we're yoked with God, when we're yoked with Jesus, we're going to make it out of this. We're going to get somewhere. We're going someplace in God. We're not just wandering around carrying burdens. We're yoked with the burden bearer. We're yoked with the one who's going to uh, get us out of here. Make sure that we are directed in the right way. So, God, just fill us with your Holy Spirit tonight. Let us know that we can trust in you and we'll trust in you no matter what it looks like, no matter how hard it looks or how bad it might seem. Let us just continue 
to walk and trust in you. Well, I'm going to play another song, and um, then I'll come back. And um, I will be uh, taking some calls. Let me find my song here. And I hope everyone is is doing well. I will um, hold on one moment. There's one song in particular I wanted to play. So I hope everyone's had a wonderful, wonderful uh, Sunday afternoon. And um, yeah, it's it's going to be all right. Hey, we're going to trust in God. We're going to. We're going to look to him for what he has in store for us. We're going to walk by faith and not by sight. We're going to seek God, and we're going to trust him. Amen? All right, well, I will play this, and I'll be back with you in just a bit.
Cause without them I would know your heart And with my life I'll tell of who you are So forever I am Because you're taking up my case. 
And, Lord, I thank you as I repent because I'm in agreement with you that you have the authority and you've given me the authority and the power through the blood to walk this thing out as a testimony that you are a burden bearer, that you're a way maker, and that you will do things that are beyond my expectation. And I can rest in that. He says, come to me and I will give you rest. I will rest in that. The knowledge, even the experience of knowing who you are. So, Lord, I thank you tonight that by your blood, it is speaking and has spoken on my behalf. We give you glory, Father God, for sending Jesus to be our burden bearer our yoke taker. Hallelujah. All right, well, let's get some paper here and um, write down numbers. I should know these numbers, you all, as many times as I see these numbers. <laughs> but you know what? I don't. So let's go ahead and start with our first caller. And uh, we're just going to believe, God, that you will just you'll speak to your people tonight. I, Angela Joy, I don't have anything to say. I just need to be an available vessel that you can use for your glory. I back up. I remove myself so that you can be glorified. All right, let's go to 910. Uh, let's see, 910 709. Are you there? Sylvia, North Hi, Sylvia um, from uh, North Carolina. Hi. How are you tonight? Great. Hey, thank you. <laughs> oh, praise God. Hadn't talked to you in a while. And, um, yes, I'm busy, busy. <laughs> yeah, me too. I had taken uh, some time off last month and hadn't been around probably for about a month, three or four weeks, I think it was, I wasn't on. And, um, you know, life is you know, gets you going in different ways, and you know, it was it was it was necessary. It was needed. So let's pray for you, Sylvia. Father okay. God, we we thank you uh, for Sylvia tonight. We thank you for uh, the hmm, rambunctious spirit. Ah, glory be to God. Rambunctious. I don't even know how to spell that. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> oh darn. Hmm. Y'all might need to, here we go. Hold it shit out of my mouth. Glory, glory, glory. Exuberant. Boisterous. And I was hearing that word rambunctious in the things of God. You're you're rambunctious when it comes to the things of God. You're exuberant. Exuberant. Boastrous in the things of God You are boasting in your God You don't have a problem uh, Sylvia boasting in the things That God has done uh, You're exuberant You're uh, Let's see Rowdy ah, That's one of the words here When it comes <laughs> to the things of God Hallelujah you, you're, you're ready to step out And speak what God has said And testify of who he is you are, you are rambunctious in the spirit. 
when it comes to the things of God, when it comes to looking to God for an answer, when it comes to accessing the things of God for what's needed for your situation. And so, Lord, we thank you for putting that in Sylvia tonight. We thank you, Lord, that she has that ability to press in. Hallelujah. You know, because when you think about somebody rowdy or, you know, rambunctious or, you know, it says here they're uh, unrestrained. I mean, when you see somebody like that, you be like, man, they're going for it. They're going for it. They're going for it. <laughs> and they really don't care who knows because they're just, Besides themselves in getting what they need to get from whatever it is they need to get it from, from whomever it needs to come from. They're just unrestrained. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. When it comes to accessing that which they believe they should have. So what we thank you tonight, we don't care what the world says about it and how we act in a situation that isn't the natural, but when it comes to the things of God, we want to be rambunctious. Thank you for Sylvia having, being able to do that, to press in unrestrained to get what she needs from God. And we ask, Lord, that you watch over, you protect her, and you strengthen her in the things of God. In Jesus' name. All right. Well, Sylvia, how are you? That's pretty hot word right now. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> praise God. Well, I don't use that. I don't use that word. So I was like, "What rambunctious?" Okay, look that one up. Okay, are you yes. rambunctious, Sylvia? <laughs> yes, I am. Hallelujah! He calls nothing me wrong with that. He calls me. Yeah, he calls me a um, battle axe. In okay, his hands. that's it. That's it right there. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I was looking at some other uh, synonyms, a word similar, boisterous, unrestrained, mm-hmm. exuberant. Um, let's see. Noisy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Unruly. Disorderly. She's rowdy about her, her stuff when it comes to the things of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Unmanageable. You don't, the devil can't handle you. <laughs> You're unmanageable. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. That's one of the words. Un, unmanageable. He's trying to try, might try to step in and manage you, Sylvia, but you're so rambunctious. My God. <laughs> you're unmanageable when it comes to devil's trying to get a hold of you and he can't hit. What's wrong with this woman? She's, she's unruly. She's, she's fighting me up. She's getting, yes. you know, oh, out of whack up in here, and I'm trying to restrain her so she doesn't access what God has for her. She's just rambunctious. Hallelujah. <laughs> amen. Amen. Yes. Praise God. Praise God. I'm excited about that. We all need to be rambunctious when it comes to the things. That's not even a word. I was like, rambunctious? What in the world is that coming from? And, um, <laughs> You know, it's like, my God, thank you, Jesus. We all need to be a little rambunctious when it comes to the things of God. Get what we are supposed to have and show the devil who we are yoked with. You know, I, I, I'm sure you heard the word about being yoked. 
So we know we're yoked with the experienced one. We're, we're yoked with the almighty one. We're yoked with the one who knows the way, how to get us out of every situation. That's why we can rest in him and be assured. That's all we got to do is rest in him and be yeah. assured that he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He knows exactly what he's doing. All right. Well, what do you want to share with us tonight? Anything? Um, no, I just, um, thank you for the word tonight, and I needed that. <laughs> Amen. I needed Hallelujah. Encouragement, so thank you very much. You're welcome. Well, and I, anything in particular for prayer? Uh, yes. Um, my daughter, um, Jasmine and Tiffany. Oh, Jasmine and Tiffany? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. All right. And anything in particular, or you just want to leave it like that? Oh, I'll just leave it like that. All right. Well, Father God, uh, you're a rambunctious warrior in the spirit, has given this request for Jasmine and for Tiffany. And God, Let that word that she has received be an encouragement uh, as she wars for the situations concerning Jasmine and Tiffany. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you that the word came forth to let her know that her words are arrows being sent out to annihilate the enemy's strategies and attacks. Because she gets rambunctious in the spirit. So, Lord, we're in agreement with her tonight for every situation that might arise concerning the prayers going forth for her daughters, Jasmine and Tiffany. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for strengthening her and for this word to encourage her to let her know that as she prays with faith, she can believe that the Jesus that she serves, the God that she serves, is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all she could ever ask or think, according to his will. Because as she releases this, and we being in agreement with her, it shall be done according to your will in Jesus' name. So God touched Jasmine. Don't know what her need is, but God, I thank you that she hungers and begins to thirst after you like she's never hungered and thirsted after you before. That even as someone who is in a dry and desert land needs a drink of water to live, let Jasmine so go forth with that desire and that determination to access God who is the one who will sustain her, who will provide for her. And for Tiffany, God, we ask that you pard the way and show the way, even like the sun shining at noonday. Let it show Mm. so shine on the path that she needs to take, that she will have clear direction for your glory, and for the manifestation of the things that are to come forth from walking it out in the way God says. 
We thank you. We give you glory. We ask that the blood of Jesus, as your rambunctious prayer warrior, as your rambunctious woman of God, releases the word over them in faith that she will see the manifestation come forth in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Holy Spirit prayed exactly what I needed for both of them. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory be to God. It is the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit. You know, because, you know, we see things, you know, with our natural eye and and, and we walk that way, you know, many times by what we Mm -hmm. think. But when the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, shows us, we can be assured that we're on the right track. And so often, you know, I need to know I'm on the right track. I just re- I just yeah. really need to know I'm on the right track. Oh, so Father, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, we thank you for that. You know, we just thank you for it. In thank Jesus' you, name. So how things been going, Sylvia? Oh, oh, pretty good. I was in a conference this weekend, and my daughter Jasmine, the Holy Spirit, (laughs) she was the one who didn't want to hear anything about going to church. So she took me, uh, she drove me to the conference, and and, and the Holy Spirit, God really moved on her this weekend. So So when you prayed, about continued, you know, that was like uh, God has started something and she seems to be, you know, she, she, uh, uh, I never seen her like that before. She was uh, praising God, singing, and before when I would try to get her to go to church, she didn't want to have anything to do with it, but she actually got mm-hmm. delivered uh, yesterday. Hallelujah. Uh, well, you know, it's like... She's hungry and thirsty, and only he can feel that. And thank God she was able to uh, to tap into that. My God, thank you, Jesus. And then um, um, God says that um, he's getting ready to launch me out in into the ministry that he called me into, and he wants me to get organized. So I've been working on getting uh, my nonprofit and, you know, doing other okay. things, trying to get prepared. So I I, awesome. I don't know what it all entails, but I'm praying on direction as to how to get organized. Right, right. Well, I mean, yes. you know, do some searching online. And, you know, I'm also sort of involved in a situation like that because of um, – uh-huh. I'm being involved with this ministry that is kind of an outreach ministry, ministry and food bank, and uh, the person who I was brought in under, she passed away, and then the other lady now is coming in that actually started the ministry uh, from her home, and it it grew. So uh, we are actually looking for some ways to, um, you know, 
what's available out there so that we can continue to do uh, the work of the Lord in the community by making sure we have programs available, even necessities such as food and clothing, and uh, even talking about uh, having time. I work 40 hours a week, so I'm asking God to show me what I need to do to kind of just be able to do more of what he wants me to do because we're actually thinking of uh, trying to use part of the building for daily, uh, you know, uh, interactions with the community with prayer and, and Bible teaching and some life skills uh, being given out to some of the young families and the children in the area. So there's a lot going on, and it's a, it's a great need. So I'm actually praying, asking God for direction for that. You all pray for me. Because um, you know, the enemy will want me to be sidetracked and not do what he wants me to do, but I'm trying to focus in on my assignment. Right, right. Well, I pray yeah, for the Amen. Well, we'll believe in God's going to do what he needs to do because it's, it's about him anyway. It's about his work. Not our work, right. but his work. And when That's we right. keep that, you know, in the forefront, we know we can't go wrong, because he's going to take care of what is his. Amen? Amen. Well, I thank you for praying for my daughters and encouraging word tonight. Well, it's an honor and a privilege to be connected with the people of God and to just be a part of what he wants to do through PGN. So thank you, Sylvia, for calling in, and you have a blessed week, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. You also. Thank you. All good right. Then. You're welcome. All right. Good night. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to our next caller, seven three four six seven two. And who am I speaking with? And where are you calling from? Hi, it's Jennifer from Michigan. Well, hi, Jennifer. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, hallelujah. <laughs> it's um I was so tired today. Oh my gosh. I think I had um I took a you know, guys, just to let you know, I normally don't take naps. And I think I got up early this morning and then yesterday I was up early and I was doing a lot of things. Do you know after church I came home and I ended up taking like a five hour nap. I went <laughs> I slept like two hours. Oh, wow. I woke up I woke up and I forgot what I woke up for. I woke up and did something, went back to bed and slept another three hours after church. And I was like, oh, my gosh, my body. I never can really sleep much during the day. You know, it's like I I'm definitely needed it. But other than that, I feel a little rested and so ready to take on the week. <laughs> Let's pray for you, Jennifer. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you uh, for Jennifer, and um, we just thank you, Lord, for, um, hmm, glory, 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 glory. I just saw you, like, um, you know how they have the um, conveyor belts, like, at the airport, and, um, you know, you put your baggage on it, and it moves it to another area, and it's moving, but it's not moving. (laughs) Glory be to God. So I kind of saw you in a place of you moving but not moving, meaning you didn't have to do the effort of the move. You just 
got on the conveyor belt of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit did the moving. You just agreed, got on board, and the conveyor belt, as I'm seeing in the Spirit, representing the Holy Spirit, just says, get on, Jennifer, and I'm going to take you where you need. You don't have to rustle up some extra energy. You don't have to try to figure out, do I have enough stamina to stay in the race? I don't have to figure out if I've got enough energy today to kind of walk this thing out. Holy Spirit, I sent saying, just get on board and I'll take you where you need to go. I'm your conveyor belt. I move you from place to place. I move you from situation to situation. It's just like, you know, um, when you, you put that baggage on there, that baggage, well, the person who put it on there, it's a going to have a sense of faith and security knowing that that baggage, well, we're not going to talk about some mishaps at airports. We're going to talk about the ones that get to the destination. Because I know some people have had some problems with baggage not getting where it needs to get to. But in the normal situation, Mm -hmm. when you put something on there, you know it's going to end up at the place that it's supposed to go to. And all the effort you ever had to do was put that baggage on there. You didn't have to carry it down the road. You didn't have to try to walk somewhere with it. You just put it on there, and you trusted that it was going to go exactly at the time it needed to be there because it needs to be there on time so they can put it on the plane so that when you leave, it leaves with you. And that's what I see God saying. Trust. Just get on board with the Holy Spirit and ride this thing out and know that you'll get there right on time because I'm the conveyor belt. I'm the the movement under you that will take you where you need to be right on time to to be where and to access what you need to access. So, God, we thank you for that. And. That was unusual, <laughs> in Jesus' name. <laughs> wow. Praise the Lord. That's um, a good word and definitely speaks to me. So kind of feels, Thank you know, you. like that some days. You're just there for the ride. <laughs> Jesus is <laughs> taking you somewhere, and sometimes you just have to lay it down and trust him. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I receive that, definitely. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. That goes back to, I don't know if you were listening about, you know, he is, he's our burden bearer. You know, we give it. You know, we're yoked with him. And um, he's the experienced one. He's the one out front. He's the one helping to guide and to lead what we have. And when we get tired because we're yoked with him, we can rest in him and know that, He's the experienced one. He's the stronger one. He's the one who knows the route. And we can rest in the fact that mm-hmm. I'm yoked with the one who knows it all. He he can take me where I need to go, and I don't have to be concerned about how I'm going to get there or how, you know, what's, what road I need to take or whatever because when I'm with him, I just follow him. I just follow him, the leading of the Holy Spirit. I follow the Spirit of God, and I rest in that with an assurance that he knows what he's doing. He's, now, he's not inexperienced. Hallelujah, glory be to God. He's not inexperienced. We're the inexperienced ones. That's why we need him. 
and we need to rest in him and trust. Hallelujah. Well, go ahead and share a little bit what's going on. Um, You know, just uh, waiting on some things, waiting on the Lord to uh, provide. Um, I think I told you a little bit about this, just provide um, a home. Um, things are really expensive right now as far as um, prices mm-hmm. and interest rates. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. They're just, everything is, is really crazy and high right now. And so um, we're really just trusting the Lord that he's going to, you know, give us, um, <laughs> help us to find a good house uh, for a good price because we're moving and, um, yeah, so. Yeah, that's just where we're at, just trusting the Lord. And so it's spot on what you said and what you prayed for. So, Amen. So um, mm-hmm. I don't even know. My my son bought a house, but it was about six months ago. So what is the interest rates right okay. now, normal interest rates? So they were 7% last week, and now they're, like, going up to 7.5, like almost 8%. Oh, wow. Um yeah, so it's like, okay, Lord, what are you doing here? Cause, um, and, you know, as you know, I'm sure prices of the houses have just doubled pretty much everywhere. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really rough because it's like you, you go and you want to get a house, but they're all overpriced, and then you have to pay a 7% interest rate on top of that. Um, right. It's not right, very right. affordable. And, of course, all the right. cheaper homes, you know, people, like, jump on them and they have multiple offers. Um, right, right. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of yeah. like, it's, yeah. Uh-huh. No, go on. Oh, I was just going to say it's it's like I, I don't really know what else to do except trust God at this point, you know. I, I really don't. No, he um, has a way of placing you. And, you know, so I noticed in our area, but I think when he bought his home, I think he got mm-hmm. it right, I think it was at 5% uh, before, and then okay. it went up. And he had locked it, yeah, he had locked it in at that, because immediately after that, I think it went up to like 6.8 or something like that. Uh, but he was finding, when he was looking for a house, I mean, he just had pretty much of a miracle. And God can do a miracle for you. Because um, when he was looking for a house, I know in this area, people began to drop the price of the homes. And I guess it just depends on the area you're in because these people, you know, they were desperate to get out. And um, they, you know, they I think the husband had already, kind of like your situation, had already secured another. Actually, they were thinking of retiring, and this couple, I think he said, was going to stay in their house. And then they decided they didn't, they didn't want to stay stay and retire, they want to maybe take another job for a number of years and move to another area. So they were had basically accepted the position, I guess, and basically just needed to sell their house. And, um, you know, even at that 5%, I mean, um, that was higher than it had been the years before. I mean, so that was a spike mm-hmm. right there. And um, so what people were doing, they just basically began to cut the prices of the home to attract people to buy them even though the interest rate was high. Because I think he said something about these people dropped the price of the home like $30,000. Um, 
because the interest rate had gone up and they wanted to get out of there. So, Lord, we'll just believe for a situation where you will, you will, hey, a situation like that would be what you could benefit from. Someone has to move. They got to drop the price of the home, even though the interest rate may be a little bit higher. But if the cost of the home is lowered, you will still benefit. So, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for you have a strategy. You know, I remember back in, let's see, when did I first we bought our home when we were in Orlando? And at that time, that was 1980, 84, 86. And the interest rate at that time was 6.8%. It was high. It was high. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that was, you know, 86 when we bought that house. It was high. And uh, even when I got this house that I'm living in now, when I got this house, I think the interest rate was like 6.8%, something like that. But, okay, you know, both, well, with the first house, you know, it wasn't, homes were not as expensive as they are now, so of course. And then with this particular home, it needed some work done on it. And the guy ended up in a desperate situation and dropped the price of the house. And, you know, we, we, made, we moved in, and he accepted what we, we had to offer, and that was it. And the thing of it is is that, you know, some years later, I did a modification. I qualified for a modification, so the interest rate dropped probably about 4%. So God is, has a way and a strategy. So, God, we just thank you that let Jennifer just rest in the in the in the in the mindset of knowing or in in your just resting you knowing that you have a way of strategizing and working things out it doesn't matter what it looks like in the natural but god you are able you're able and we just ask that the doors be open that she will be able to walk through she and her family will walk through and access the benefits of what you have for them in spite of what it looks like in the natural. Let her rest in you and let her move in you and access whatever it is that you have for her and let her not operate in fear but in faith that no matter what it looks like, God is working it out for your good. So we thank you for that tonight. We thank you for Jennifer and we thank you for her resting in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. So let's let's believe that and let's um yeah. I know it's difficult. But I just felt led to tell you that because yeah, those interest rates were high. Even like I I've forgotten about that they were like six point seven or eight percent even when I moved in here and this was let's see, when did we buy this house? Two thousand I bought this house in two thousand seven. And um, okay. it was an older home, and it needed quite a bit of work done on it. And, um, you know, the guy knew that, you know, I had an offer. I had already been approved for a loan, and it would have been foolish for him to say, and it was, there was some stipulations with the loan that he wasn't in agreement with. Like, he was going to have to pay the closing cost, and it was no money mm-hmm. down. Do you know I walked into this house? 
even though it, it needed work done on it and we spent, you know, a little bit of money doing it, but I paid no money down. I paid a $300 processing fee, and that was it. I didn't even oh, wow. have to pay closing costs. And on top of that, wow. with no closing costs, no down payment, he lowered the price because he had to get rid of it. Wow. So God can God can do it. He can do mm-hmm. stuff that, I mean, I would have never thought. I mean, because he was, he was very adamant about, oh, no. Well, first of all, it was his son's home, and his son had given him power of attorney. And his son had moved to another state. And um, he had left his father, you know, here to do the sale of the home. And so I guess the father, he was in a situation, I don't want to deal with this much longer. Let's, you know, I think something had happened too, whereas he had uh, worked with someone and, and the deal fell through. He was working with someone and the deal fell through. So then he got in a desperate situation where it was like, this lady's approved. I don't want to pay closing costs, but I need to get rid of this house. I'll need to tell my son what the situation is, but I need to get rid of this house. And so he accepted mm-hmm. what was presented because he was in a, in a place where he had to. You know, God will set you into places and situations where people are desperate to give you that house that God says is yours. Mm-hmm. Nothing is impossible. Yeah. So here I walk in, you know, so I was about a week later. He said it was, he said the house was going to be about, probably about $10,000 more than what I was approved for. And I said, well, I don't have that, but I'm approved for this. And I said, and my loan stipulation is the seller will pay, will pay the closing costs and there is no down payment. Well, I can't do that. No, 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 no. Can't do that. Can't do that. I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, all right. So anyway, about a week later, mm-hmm. I get a call. I'm ready to work with you. <laughs> and wow. That, that was the end of the story. Paid the $300 mm-hmm. fee for closing, for the closing. Uh, no money mm-hmm. down. He paid the closing costs, and he dropped the house down probably about, $10,000, and I was able to move in. Wow. God can wow. do it. Mm-hmm. And at that time, the interest rates were 6.7 or 8%. And, you know, house wasn't co- didn't cost that much money. Now it's probably, let's mm-hmm. see, mm, I probably could, if I were to sell it, but where would I go with the prices of the way they are? But, you know, I could probably make eighty to $100,000 off this house if I sold it now. And I haven't even completed all the work that was in the plan to do it because in the meanwhile, I divorced. And so I'm left with the responsibility of just taking care of the house. Went into foreclosure twice. Mm-hmm. But God is a faithful God because... I mean, it, even though wow. I was the only one on the loan, um, my ex was put on the on the uh, deed or whatever you call it. He was on there, but he wasn't on the mortgage. 
So I was approved because they said the mortgage rate would be a little bit more, uh, more if he was on there, so we did it only. And so I was left with the responsibility of a home that basically was being based off two incomes, even though I was the one who qualified for it. But I took the extra money, and I got stuff to start with the repairing of the home and furnishing the home. And so, um, mm-hmm. you know, I was left at later with the responsibility of taking care of a mortgage that I couldn't take care of because I had spent money or put myself out because I thought someone was going to be here to help me with the mortgage. So here I was left with a mortgage that I right. couldn't really pay. But God, mm-hmm. but must I, will I say, but God, but God right. made a way. And the interest rate is now at, I think, 3.65%. Well, that's good. That's amazing. It's amazing. So that's an encouragement mm-hmm. to you because he can do yeah. it. You know, mm-hmm. two times I thought I might, you know, but I, I didn't think I was going to be out the door, but I was just looking at how God was going to work it out. And he did. He worked it out. So be encouraged. God just wants you to rest in him, and he'll work it out. Mm-hmm. I guarantee he will when you rest in him. He will, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. He will. Yep. He will. I know that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he will. Yeah, like that song that I played about, you know, God played it. It talked about going through things. We go through. We have scars. We have, you know, things that we had happen to us along the way. But it's really to show the faithfulness of God. You know, mm-hmm. the scars, yeah. the things that have happened as we walk this thing out, very they be, they are scars, but they're being used as the testimony that we have of knowing the God that we know. Because without them, mm-hmm. how can we say who God is and what he's done for us? Without them, what testimony would we have? He's going to do right. it. Right. Trust him. Yeah. Trust him. Be encouraged. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking about you because, you know, you've been through the situation before. Was it last year when, you know, with you were battling just the sleep thing and, you know, and all of that? Oh, and mm-hmm. God brought you out. Yeah. He brought you out. And he'll bring you out of this. You'll get through this. You'll get through mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the testimony. You're going to get through it. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to get through it. He, always, he, <laughs> he doesn't drop the ball. He's always faithful. Right. He's always faithful. Mm-hmm. Always faithful. Yes. Okay. All right. Anything else you want to share or talk about? Uh, no, I think I think that's, that's it. Um, okay. Yeah, thank you for for the prayers and just yeah the encouragement it's been a really discouraging week so you know sometimes you just need mm-hmm. <laughs> you need the body of Christ to fill each other up right so yeah um, yeah that's yeah, what it's all you. about 
Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what it's all about. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I look forward to hearing what else God's going to do, and I just know he's going to do it. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I just going to do it, Jennifer. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yes, he is. Amen. Well, All right. You well, so you have much. a blessed I really week. appreciate it. Okay. Yes, you too. And I look forward. Yeah, I look forward to talking to you soon and seeing what God's going to do. And be blessed. Be blessed too. Thank you. Have a great night. All right. You too. All right. Good night. Okay. Yes. You know what? <laughs> what can we say? You know, that's just the God we serve. All right. Two five one two two nine. This is Angela Joy, and who am I speaking with, and where are you calling from? Very late, and I think I'm going to come back. Just bless him. Hello, are you there? Two five one. Two five one. Who am I speaking yes. with, and where are you calling? Hey. Hi. <laughs> hey. Hey. I'm sorry. Um. You I'm sorry. Not at all for me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling. Uh, hi. How are you doing, Prophetess? Um, this is Sarah hi, calling from Alabama. Yeah. yeah. Hi, Sarah. How are you tonight? Hi. Doing pretty good. Just, uh, just praying to the Lord for healing in my knees. You know, it's just kind of aching. Up. It just does that when it rains, you know. And a lot of people right. tell you, well, I don't tell you that, but it, it and it's so, so true, but I'm um, just praying for healing in them. But other than that, everything is good. Okay, yeah, that, I mean, it's, 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 I think, you know what I thought about with that when you were talking about, you know, aching and, you know, the weather and all that. Well, I thought about that one day and I thought about, you know, what are we made of? We're made from the earth, right? Right? Right. So, right. We're made from the earth. So, why not we have some sort of something that goes on with us when something's happening in the earth? I thought about that one day. And, um, you know, and I thought, you know, I say, is this kind of crazy thinking? And um, bear with me. Hold on one second. I have an animal who's bothering me. One moment. All right, sorry about that, Sarah. This dog is, I don't know, I think he gets jealous, too. <laughs> Spirit needs to be cast out. I mean, really, I mean, he is, that, you know, he's got to stop. I, even when the grandkids come over, if I'm talking to them or paying attention to them, he just, like, wants to get in my face, like, you know, like, let them go home. You talk to me. <laughs> no. I'm on. It's crazy. So anyway, but he, just a, he's a what do you call it? One of those hyper dogs, the um, Jack Russell Terrier, and he wanted to go outside. But anyway, 
But getting back to that, yeah, I I was thinking about that a while back, and I was like, well, I come against aches and pains. I'm not trying to encourage them to be a part of my body. But it just kind of hit me. It's like, well, you know, I'm made out of the earth. We're made from dirt. And when the earth is in some sort of situation, is that the sensitivity in our body connecting with that which we've been made from? I don't know. I, I, I just, you know, I have those kind of strange thoughts sometimes, Sarah. Hey, no, that's, I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, you know, that's logical. I mean, you would think that because we, yeah. we come from what we're made from. So when the rain, when it starts to rain, you hear so many people, at least I do, um, that oh, yeah. say, yeah, it's, it's going to rain. And um, you know, I'm like, yeah, right. This is before I even yeah, experienced. Yeah, but that's evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when you think about it, okay, so think about the fact that I believe there's validity to that. I mean, I'm y'all correct me if you're if I'm wrong, but I believe there's validity to that because I don't know, I don't know how I came up with that premise of thinking because I've been made from the earth, I will feel some effect of what happens in the earth in my body. And also that the earth was cursed, right? The earth mm-hmm. was cursed at the fall. So that's why we have knowledge as believers that we are able to take authority over that curse because we've been bought by the blood of Jesus. It doesn't mean that we have to accept the pain that's going on in us, and I do believe it's connected to what we've been made from, but that was cursed. So we have been given authority, we've been given information, we've been given instructions to come against the curse, the curse that connects mm-hmm. us to that which was cursed. Um, yeah. Doesn't mean doesn't mean that the curse not going to try to arise and some sort of effect of it come against us because we're made out of that which was cursed, the earth, you know. But when he made us from the earth, that earth wasn't cursed when he made us. It became cursed afterwards. But I do believe there's some sort of an effect that's connected with that, with how our bodies react to certain things and environment and that kind of thing. But we have the authority and the knowledge with the blood of Jesus to take authority over the curse and say, I know you, I've been identif- I can identify you. Now you go back to where you came from to be reversed because of the blood of Jesus. So right now, Jesus, in the name, in your name, in the wonderful, marvelous, powerful name of Jesus, we come against the curse. We come against the effect of the curse that would try to come at my sister here to affect her body in a negative fashion. We come against it with the blood of Jesus. You can identify. We know where it comes from. We know what you've done and what you're trying to do, enemy. But we come against the curse. And we speak healing to her knees. We speak wholeness to her knees. We speak deliverance from pain to her body, from her body. In the name of Jesus, we plead the blood. We have authority through the blood. We have power through the blood. And in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God. 
as we remind the enemy, it may have been cursed, but I've been bought that the curse will be broken and destroyed in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Hallelujah. Peace, God. Give her peace. Glory, glory, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We just thank you for Sarah. We thank you, Lord, that the path be made straight, God, that she will walk on it with an authority and an assurance of her being bought with a price. Let her not waver in her thinking concerning the path that you place her on, but walk, God, that she'll walk, God, with an understanding that you are a God who is able, and with every step that she takes, may she be strengthened in the knowledge and the wisdom and the understanding of the God that she serves, that no matter what the journey be, she knows that you are yoked with, she's yoked with you. Ha, you're leading the way. You're guiding her. And mm-hmm. you're showing her the direction in which she's to go. Whether it be with her home situations or job, Lord, let her rest in being yoked with you. That when the burden is heavy, your yoke is light. Why? Because you're taking you're taking the burden and you're enabling enabling her to rest in you. We just thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory, glory, amen. glory, glory. Thank glory. you, Lord Jesus. Thank, thank you, Jesus. Lord. Thank, Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. What's Thank up, you. Sarah? Well, that was um, holy and anointed prayer. And I'm thankful to the Lord for you tonight, as well as him giving you the prophetic words to pray, you know, and being yoked with Jesus and being delivered. And through his touch and anointed hands. Um, well, you know, I love what I do with the children. <laughs> and uh, awesome. yeah. yeah, it's a ministry. Yes. Yes. And that's and yeah. that's the reason why. I don't I don't know what it is. I'm like, no matter how much or what's going on, I love what I do. Because it's just a ministry, you know, and sometimes it may get a little trying because mm-hmm. they may say, okay, I'm going to do this and that and this and that. But then when it's time for us to have lunch or, you know, snack or whatever we're going to have, just to pray there with him and to, because mm-hmm. it's a church preschool, um, Okay. I love it's it. a church preschool, you said? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Awesome. Awesome. So we put our hands together 
And then we'll go, God, our Father, once again, thank you for our food. Thank you for our blessing. Amen. And they will sit there oh. and they will listen. And they will hum it. And it is so cute. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. I love that age group. Because that's what I used to do. I used to work with um, pre, pre-K, four to five, four, three, four, and five-year-olds. And um, uh-huh. it was, I mean, they're just so, and now, you know, I've been gone from there. So I think my last group that I had, they just graduated from high school. I think last year was the last group I had. And I'll see them out and about mm-hmm. in the community. And um, some of them remember me, some of them don't, you know, because they were only like three, four, or five years old. Uh, and some of them do. And then, you know, it's just, it's amazing to just see, you know, some of these kids when they get older and and to know that God purposed you and connected you with, for you to impart and to plant seeds in, you know, and some of them, you know, I can I can see, you know, some of the things um, that I saw when they were little come come up, you know, come to fruition. So, so it's such a precious age to to be able to minister to and to. I mean, the kids are a lot different than they are some years ago, and that's why with the program that I'm connected with with His Works Ministry is that. Um, you know, I want to, one of my visions for this, and you all pray for me for this because, you know, the financing is not really there per se for this ministry mm-hmm. to continue what we do. We feed about five to 800 people. That's the, what the record was. And I'll just give you a little testimony about what God is doing and what he's done. But um, the lady who started the ministry, well, she didn't start the ministry. She had been there six years <clears throat> And she died suddenly. And so before she died, I had known her for about, you know, 23 years, kind of off and on. And we went to the same church. And about, you know, a year and a half, two years ago, she asked me to come and be a part and then come on board and be the vice president of his worst ministry. So when she invited me to be a part of it, um, you know, and I was so touched by this. She asked me, what has God asked you to do to help this ministry? I mean, she didn't say come and help me do this or help me do that. She just said, what has God given you to do that can be connected with his works ministry? Mm-hmm. And not many people will approach you in that manner. They want you to come around and help them build their vision. And there's nothing wrong with that because – the vision needs to have workers connected to the vision to go forth, right? But, of course, there are some people um, that will not tell you what they see God wanting you to do if it's not connected to what they're doing. But she wasn't like that. She wanted me to come and be a part of it. And like I said, we're a food bank. Uh, we have clothing, and we give out information, and we pray. Uh, we help families try to find a relationship with God and that kind of thing. But she said, what did God tell you to do? And what God had given me to do, Sarah, is kind of like what you're talking about is to uh, put into these children uh, 
the basics that some of these children aren't getting at home anymore. Like when my mother raised me, I was taught to pray. And, and you're, you're in a great environment, Sarah, because it's a preschool environment connected to the ministry. So you're going to present the things that are moral and right, and you're going to direct these kids in the direction that the Lord would want you to. There are homes out there that people don't even know the name of Jesus. There are people out there, there are children being raised in homes that don't have a clue about moral upbringing. And they're not going to be taught it because some of the people today in those homes, they haven't been taught it themselves. So if you don't impart to them who, are, who now have children, they have nothing to give these that are coming up today. So the Lord had impressed on my heart to start a service connected to this ministry that would minister to young mothers and children to give them the basic moral life-building skills to help them lay a foundation for themselves and their children. That's the program Mm. that God has given me. And so when she asked me, what did God show you or tell you? Because she was almost like she knew God had had shown me something, and she wanted it connected with what they were doing, but let God do what he wanted to do through me. I was so blessed by that. I don't get that from many people. And I'm interested in what God's telling you to do. They want you to come and help them do what God told them to do. They're not interested in what God wants you to do. That's why I'm so Mm. thankful for Prophet Randy because to be a part of this, he lets us be directed to the way that God's showing us to minister on here. It's not just about him. He doesn't have some kind of laid out as format and agenda. We got to cross this and jump over here and do this and dot that I and cross that. He doesn't do that. He wants us to have Mm -hmm. the freedom to be used by God, how God wants to use us connected with this ministry. That's exactly what she did. There are only two people that I can say I've ever come in contact that's done that. That's Prophet Randy and this woman. My own husband, who is a pastor of a church, was not interested in what God wanted me to do. Just come along and help me be a pastor. Mm. So when you find people that are concerned and con- and and concerned and, and and want to help direct you into what God wants you to do, connect with them and latch on because they've been placed in your life for a purpose, not your purpose per se, but for the purpose of God. I don't know. You just opened the door there, Sarah. So my prayer, so now that this woman has died, (laughs) the lady who started this ministry in her garage or house or whatever to start just giving out food, you know, she's kind of stepped in and, um, you know, so we're going from there. But she has the knowledge and all of that. But it's just, I was so just, you know, she's, you know, I'm going to stay where I am or doing what I do, but it's just the thought that God didn't place me there by accident and just pray that God will be still involved in the heart of the person who's connected with me in this ministry uh, to have a vision for what God wants to do for our community because I knew that was God, what was told of me. What does God want you to do in relationship? Mm. 
And she said, we'll even help you build that up under us. I mean, it was just, it was God. So That's God. Um, that's God. And so you're in a very precious, special place there. To, uh, and and I, I miss those days, even though I, where I was working was not a Christian organization, and, you know, we weren't there, you know, talking about Christ, but it was set up in a way that you can definitely show the love of God and you're, you definitely were encouraged to give the basic, you know, what our nation has switched off so greatly in the last 10 to 15 years that, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, Sarah, I never even thought in my wildest dreams that we would be mm-hmm. here in our nation discussing whether we need to have a child, have a sex change. I mean, that's my young my Scope of thinking. I mean, I never saw this coming. If anybody on here has, you know, saw that coming, please let me know when you come on the line. But it never even crossed my mind that we would be in a place where the nation would dare think to take the place of a parent's authority to say, no, you're not going to little Johnny at age 12 or 14 or whatever decide that you were a, you're Johnny, but you want to be Janice. And we don't have a right mm-hmm. to tell you you can't. I never thought we would be in such a place. Never. Never. So you are so strategically planned and placed, Sarah, to be able to instill in this crazy, mixed-up world where thought <laughs> of things that are diabolical and an abomination will be instilled into the minds of young children. You have a way of instilling the things of God as a strong foundation to fight off what these children will be dealing with as they grow up. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's serious. It's serious. It's serious. And and you can't it touched my heart to know you're there in that place because that's the place I want to be in. I want to be in that place where I can lay a foundation in the lives of these children and either and even help these mothers to be an example in their home and to raise their children in an atmosphere that they will be given the basic life skills and moral values that are necessary for them to grow up to be uh, adults that are able to live a life that glorifies God. Ooh. That's Amen. my heart. You touched my heart. That's where I yeah. want to be. Yeah. You know, That's it. I want a job, you know, 40 hours a week, four 10-hour days. And I'm telling you, I listen to people complain almost a straight you know, I I work seven, I'm off three, come back and work three more to get 10 hours. And I listen to people complain about stuff. I mean, that's all I hear all day is complaining about material things that they've purchased that are sometimes extremely expensive. And that, you know, that's their life that, you know, and I'm like, Lord, and I'm telling you, I take my, my job is I hear a call and as soon as it drops out of my ear, within seconds, there's another one. And that's all I hear is people complaining about their very expensive toys and um, things that, you know, yeah, 
things, some things are a necessary uh, need. They're necessary for the needs of the home. But a lot of it is just, you know, they're toys that are, you know, yeah. And I'm thinking, Lord, I want to be somewhere where I can impart the things of God and lay a foundation in somebody's life that will last through the years, through the generations. That's what I want. So y'all pray for me. Because I, it, it's been a struggle the last um, few weeks just thinking that, you know, that's what I'm doing, but that's not what I want to do. I want to have God open up that door to lay that foundation that this ministry will be involved with helping to grow godly families in our area. So, anyway, mm-hmm. I'm off my my soapbox there, but... That just touched me when you talked about how you you have that ability to do that, Sarah. Yeah, I you know, that is wonderful. You know, I'm thinking that I didn't know the lady's name you were talking about, but she saw that in you. She saw that in you. So she she wanted to pull that out of you and pull yeah. you forward and say, Come on. I think you're the yeah. perfect candidate for it and you know, God is, I, I know it, God was leading her to come on and tell you about what she had and the Lord had for you to do and what he has for you right. to do. And it's never right. too late. And we need, no. the way this world is going, the way this world is going, oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it's needed. I mean, if we don't reach our children, I mean, these are the children. This is the generation that's coming up. I mean, and of course, you know, the reason I believe things are the way they are and people are accepting things the way they're accepting things is that the generation before them, they didn't get the fullness of what they needed to stand and and, and come against the, the plans and the, the strategies of the enemy to try to take these people out, you know, this fam- these families out, these children out to you know, it to me, like I said, it never occurred to me. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it, did it ever occur to you, Sarah? I mean, did you ever think you'd live in a in a, a society where a young child would have the authority to decide? I don't want to be a boy. I want to be a girl, and the parents have no thought, no say in it. I mean, I never thought that would be what we would be heading. That that's what the uh, government wants to do. I never thought that would happen, and it never occurred to me. That somebody would, I don't know, maybe I'm just out of it. It just doesn't, I'm not kidding. That's terrible. That's terrible. Mm. That's what we are. That's what we are. We're fighting. Parents Mm. are going to have to be, you know, of course, some parents who don't know any better, you know, of course, they're fine with it. But just to think that the parents' rights are being taken away. I had a little girl, and now they want to be a little boy, and I have nothing to say about them going under the knife and being mutilated to be changed to a sex that they weren't birthed. Isn't that sick? That is sick. That's oh, sick. It's, it's, it's taking, it, it just always oh, taking my breath away. I can't even imagine. You know, and it's almost like it's it's pretty much like God made you a female 
and then you want to take what God did, erase all of that, and become something he didn't make you. And, and the thing of it is, okay. okay, we've dealt with the homosexuality and that kind of thing. Uh, lesbian. Okay, we, we understand that, and we know. But when you act, I mean, when okay, those are adult people. They have made a decision. We pray for them. We don't hate them. We love them, and we love them into the things mm-hmm. of God. And we show them in the word that this is not, okay, right, okay? So these are adults. They Most of them, I would guess, have a logical understanding of, of being able to comprehend stuff. So, okay, I, I get that. That's, you know, that's what the word talks about, and it says it is a sin. Well, there are lots of sins. So, I mean, it's a sin of stealing. There's a sin of lying. There's a sin of adultery. Okay, that's a sin of homosexuality. All right, it's a sin. All right, it's not a sin that, you know, um, that we need to ignore, but we pray for it just like we do the other sins, the people who have those issues, right? But to think Mm -hmm. that a child... A child, mm. you know, can get to a certain age when they're not even of legal, you know, right to even maybe to drive a car. They can just say, I want to go under the knife and be cut up and changed. We're not talking about just acting out. We're saying cutting up someone's body to rearrange their sexual uh, gender, their sexual orientation and not just orientation, but their physical makeup. That's sick. That's diabolical. Mm. That's far beyond what we are talking about with homosexuality and lesbianism. That's beyond that. Mm. It's sick. I, I mean, it's yeah. just too much. It's too much for me it to is. even bear thinking about it just the parent has no rights that's what i'm saying that's where we're going i mean there's some things that go on in this nation that i am not in agreement with and i'm looking for jesus to come but and and, but with that i just never imagined and i knew because we're seeing the things that are going on in this nation that i believe the lord is soon to come but when it crosses the line of mutilation, mutilating Mm-mm. someone's body, of a child. Mm-mm. No that's way. Sick. That's, that's it. Straight from the pit no of one. hell. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean, who would have? I mean, who would have? Who would have ever thought just that? I mean, who? I mean, I I just can't even think about it. I mean, I, it's like the parents, you have no rights now. The child can do whatever they want, and you just sit down and let him just pick if he wants to be a boy or a girl. And on top of that, you know, now this is what, this is not, I don't know if any areas or states have passed this law or not, but, I mean, of course, they're trying to make it to be across the board, but... Just to think that not only that, you could face prison time or jail time for stepping in. Oh, my goodness. Oh. It's Our like world. The, it's, it's so messed up. It's just like it's been turned upside down. And Jesus, I mean, he is the master creator 
of the world. And it's like taking it all out and saying, no, we're just going to do what we want. Right. You know, but he's going to step yep. in, believe it or not. It's only so much that you can do before he steps yep. in. And believe it or not, he it's is yes. going to step in. Mm-hmm. He's going to yes, step in. It's amazing the, the mindset, you know, the things that the enemy would plant in people's minds. Uh, you know, it just amazes me that, and that because of no foundation, because of some where it got kicked to the curb and they don't even have a knowledge of who God is and him being the creator God and him being this God who is the one that we uh, are to hum- humble ourselves under. That Some of these people, they have no clue. That's what I'm saying. They're just people that have never even understood this God that we're talking about. They have no knowledge of him. So that's why I was like, you know, you think about, you know, the children of Israel, you know, when they crossed over and, um, you know, they were saying, you know, take this and tie this around your neck so that your children and your children's children and the children, they would not forget. They would not forget. But see, this is mm-hmm. not happening now. It's not happening. This stuff is not being passed down. The morals, the thoughts uh, and the words of God uh, I can remember waking up and, and having my mom, even though it was a little, she was a little different, pr- praying over me, quoting the scripture, reading the psalm, believing in the blood, mm-hmm. thanking God for the angels that will protect me as I'm out and about. You know, I would wake up to that. I would see that. I would hear that as she was over my bed or in my room, releasing the word of God for protection. Holding the thumbs over me as I sleep. You know? I was listening to a poll not too too long ago. You know, the statistics of how many people actually, you know, believe in God or go to church now. I mean, it's dwindling quickly. Dwindling quickly. The great falling away. Yes. (laughs) I mean, it was just... It's like, um, it's awful. I mean, it was like after COVID, a lot of people decided, I'm thinking, I don't know, but whether I want to go or whether I just right. don't want to just part. Right, right, right. In our area, I can say we weren't quite as affected as some other areas because COVID did really wipe out a few people in this area. There were quite a few people who died, but um that was kind of at the beginning of it, and then it kind of leveled off because our schools, after they closed co- uh, schools for that second half of the year, like 2020, and then that second part of the school year, uh, they opened the, um, they closed it down until the next school term. Well, we never closed after that. We never, I mean, but I talked to people who were in California who, I mean, they went for like way past that. They they were, you know, their schools were still closed. They were still on lockdown, you know, with certain things. You couldn't go. But, I, you know, I live in a small area. It was never really affected like that after that first wave in 2020. Pretty much things just opened back up. And, I mean, I'm still hearing people that I talked to on the phone from other parts, especially out west. Out, out west. I was just talking to a guy maybe a week ago. 
he was saying they just got COVID. You know, he and his when they've had it like two or three times. Mm. And um, they're still getting COVID. Uh, around here, I, I don't even know anybody who's had COVID in a while. And I think some months ago there was no cases of COVID here. But out west, there are people who are still getting COVID. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, Rapid. you know, and people did get to um, that. And, you know, I'm not pushing church attendance or anything like that. I mean, because I believe mm-hmm. that's important. The fellowship of, of the body, yes, is important. Um, and, you know, I, I just think God used it as a weeding out of, you know, you know, well, I mean, it's just this is where we're at. I mean, this is where we are. This is what, this is the timeline that we're on, you know, and, um, but anyway, it's kind of bleak. The <laughs> we got off of that. We're in, yeah. we're in the part where you take it, you, you are everything that you've been taught, everything that, Growing up, your mother, your parents, or whoever have, I mean, everything you just take it with you and put it in your heart and just show the love of God. Because men, they judge the outward appearance where God judges the heart. So we take it with us and shine our light wherever we go. So we're at that point. And I think some people out of, right. I was just going to say, I think some people got out of this season that we're in forming a closer relationship with God and not some religious act, but having a real relationship with God and knowing that I don't, I mean, I need to have a relationship with God, whether I'm sitting on a pew or I'm sitting on my sofa, I need to have a relationship with God. And I believe that is where we are. That God is calling his people and has allowed his people to get to that place of understanding, I'm not going to find Jesus only on the pew on Sunday morning. I need to be having mm-hmm. a relationship with him every day of my life, whether I'm sitting in mm-hmm. front of my TV watching, you know, TV with uh, church on TV, or whether I'm sitting there in the pew in a, in, a, in a natural, in a regular brick and mortar building. I need a relationship with God. Amen. Amen. You know, and it's it, it's you not about the structure. I need the relationship. I need God. I need Him like I've never needed Him before. In fact, you know, with me personally, this whole season has brought me to a closer relationship with God. Amen. You know, because I realized that some things that I look to are spent time with, they were taking time away from me building my relationship with God. I'm shut down, shut up, caught up with God like Mm. I never have before in seasons past, you know, you know, so I'm getting really excited about this. (laughs) That's powerful. That is powerful. You, you are giving him all that you have. He is all around you. And it doesn't have to be just on Sunday. It's every day. No. And you give everything. everything that you have. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Thank well, you, we Jesus. grew up in a season where I think that wasn't taught or pushed as much, you know, with some, you know, situations. I'm sure lots of churches, you know, they have stuff going on all the time. But I, I really believe that it just, it threw it back on the individual. This whole season has thrown this God-man relationship back to the responsibility of the person instead of someone going to hear a good sermon on Sunday so they can feel good and leave and go do their own thing. No, this season has brought yeah. us to a point we know that don't that won't work. That's not going to work. Uh-uh. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. No. It is not going no. to work. You have got to step in and take it with you and keep going on an everyday basis. Every day, baby. Every, Every day. day. How many days do I sit at my, at my computer here and I start to speak <laughs> in my spirit when I, and under the under the mic where nobody can hear me, begin to speak in the spirit against these <laughs> these voices that are coming in on the other line that are angry and mad and, and obsessed and narcissistic and attacking. How many times I said, "Oh, that I will shun the case." I'm under my breath, saying, "Oh Lord, turn turn it on mute and go kasha da da baka." Hey, kiss it a oh, cool this, correct this, straighten this, God. my God, because we are naked people that that are obsessed with stuff, obsessed with our our lives, obsessed with you know, it's obsessive. It's an obsession of of, of self. I hear it every Amen. day that I work uh, an obsession of self, what I've had. And you know, we won't go, I could do a whole show on that. But anyway, Sarah, <laughs> well, <laughs> anything else? <laughs> well, uh, oh, this is, ooh. oh, I could just feel the power of God. I could just feel it. It's like, He's like, I'm giving him a big hug. He's giving me a big hug because we're on the same page. We're flowing in the Lord, and that's the way he wants us to be, flowing in him on an everyday basis. Not just trapped up. It has to be on an everyday basis. We have to take it and keep it moving. Take him with us everywhere we go. Everywhere. Everywhere we go. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what, you know, most of us who mm-hmm. really had this relationship with God, we we gleaned that from this season, uh, understanding that, you know, those who have been in fellowship with God were able to develop more of that relationship and not being so dependent on somebody to try to pump us up and get us going on Sunday mornings. And, you know, it, it's, it's more than that. Well, and I've been out of that for a while, but, you know, I think this whole season of us having been shut down, those who really had built a trust in a relationship with God were able to grow and flow in it, you know, and those who hadn't may have just fallen by the wayside, you know, a separating mm-hmm. of the wheat and the tares. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Separate. Oh, yep. Thank you, Jesus. Thank Thank you, Lord. Yes. All right, Sarah, anything else you want me to pray with you about? 
nor I didn't even ask you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, that's okay. I know you have other people that's calling in, and it's just been anointed. This everything about what God has given you is is anointed, and I don't know who the person was. You know, the 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 uh, lady was that came to you, but she said all of that for a reason because she saw that in you. She was pulling it out of you. Hey, you know, this is what we're needing. So I'm just thankful to the Lord for that, that, you yeah. you know, the Lord wants to equip you to step out and be a help or step out and be the chosen person that's going to help the young, the youth, and let them know. Even if it's on the side, just getting started. I believe you're yeah. the perfect candidate. Just go ahead, even if it's on the side, just to get things started. You know, yeah, and it's been a desire in my heart for many years uh, for that, you know, um, many, many years. So, um, but like I said, it's, um, you know, just being able to uh, have someone acknowledge that, and I didn't even tell her about that. You know, that was me knowing that God was saying, you know, yeah, this is me, you know, this is me, and, um, you know, that an assignment that I have for you. And so I'm just praying, guys, y'all pray with me and for me that the doors open, the finances are made available to to do this, to be able to um, carry out what I believe God. And then, like, I have been speaking to others tonight, and that I just rest in it with an assurance that if it's God, he is the one who will Manifest it and cause it to come into play. I don't have to worry about it. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, Sarah, was there? I didn't know if I asked you if there were was a prayer request you had. No, because I'm gonna let someone else probably get it. I just am so excited right now, Jill. I mean, (laughs) I feel good. (laughs) I feel. I'm just, it's, it's anointing. It is the anointing of God that makes you rich and added no sorrow. Amen. 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 Sounds Amen. like God to me. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds like God to me. Amen. All right. Well, then, Sarah, you just enjoy your week and um, look forward to um, being able to chat with you later and. Um, Always looking forward to that because, you know, I know God is speaking and giving you some stuff that you can share with us, and I look forward to the time. <laughs> okay, I do too. I do too because I know you're a woman on the move and of, <laughs> of God. Of God. Praise God. Thank you Praise so God. much, Sarah. Well, you, you be blessed, and I look forward to next time. Enjoy your week. Okay. Okay. Enjoy your week as well. Okay. All right, then. Good night. Good night. Hello, hello, hello. Let's go to the next caller. Let me get my glasses. Kind of got them all smudged up so I can need to be able to see here. All right. Let's go to 303-517. Who am I speaking with and where are you calling from? 
Veronica from Colorado. Hi, Veronica. How are you tonight? <clears throat> good. How are you? Uh, I am doing good. And um, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Let's just pray for you. Uh, Father, we just thank you for um, for Veronica. So, you know, when I heard your voice, I saw a rainbow. And it's like, Lord, is I don't know, I just a short little word of instruction that I feel like the Lord is saying, you know, don't for, don't forget the promises, Veronica. Don't forget the promises of God. Don't forget the promises and the things that you have spoken to God on and the things that he knows you're concerned with and that the scriptures and the word that he's given you for an understanding that he doesn't break promises. And whatever it is that you're in need of, remember that he is a covenant-keeping God. He's a God who keeps his word, and his promises are forever. He doesn't, you know, change his mind concerning what he's told you to do. He's not changing his mind concerning what you know he's already told you to do. He has made a covenant with you, and the promises of God are yes and amen. So keep your mind focused in on the fact that God is a covenant-keeping God, and he will fulfill his promises just walk in faith, even as the word was spoken earlier tonight concerning what the Lord was speaking concerning being yoked with him, being yoked with the one who is the burden bearer, being yoked with the one who is leading the way, be yoked with him who knows the way, who is experienced in the way, who has the plan for the way. You can't go wrong. Stay yoked and receive the promises that God has already told you and you've asked for in Jesus' name, and let his will be done. Amen. 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 So how are we tonight? How how are we doing, Veronica? Good. Uh, I'm good. (laughs) Okay. All right. Was there any uh, anything in particular you wanted prayer for? No, thank you very much. Uh, the prayer gave me the instruction. Oh, thank the you. prayer gave you the instruction. Yeah, I saw this mm-hmm. big, bright, bold, bold rainbow. Bright, bold. Um. You know, rainbow, and uh, I just heard covenant. You know, he's going to keep his promise. And, um, you know, I would just say, I would review the things that you have before the Lord, you know, and I believe as you begin to review the things that you have put before him, I believe he's going to show you, he's going to weed out some stuff. 
Because sometimes, you know, the promises or whatever we're asking God for, he'll, he'll begin to show you right then and there what it is that can take care of that situation. You know, sometimes it's like, <clears throat> I believe, I'm feeling that, just to tell you, that sometimes we think what we're asking is an impossible situation that only God can handle. And But sometimes God will give us the tools we need to go ahead and handle the situation without really looking for a miracle from him because he's already given us what we need to take care of that situation anyway. And, 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 and it comes from him. It comes from him. But it comes from being in a place of hearing him. You know, sometimes I know with me personally, sometimes I get so caught up in just the, the franticness of trying to get stuff accomplished that I'm not sitting listening to what he's telling me to do that, I mean, I could have taken care of that before, but because I was so caught up in the moment of what's happening, I missed it. And when I get in a quiet place, when I get in a place of, 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 of listening and and tuning out things just so I can hear what God says, it was there all along. I just just I just missed it. I just missed it. And so I just felt led to tell you that that maybe some things have already there you may have missed it. And then that he is going to fulfill his promises. He's a covenant keeping promise keeping God. Hallelujah. Yeah. I I just know that when um Kathy and Africa and um I feel that the Lord is telling me those words in Africa about and, what now? Um, like some situation the Lord says in Africa enough and um mm-hmm. I just I just want to move on the direction of Knowing that yeah. enough, it's enough. Right. Gotcha. Amen. Amen. Yep. Sounds like God to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds like God to me. Because <laughs> we, we look we looked at God like merciful and uh, we looked at God as uh, giving us always grace. But we forgot that God is a sovereign God too. God is mm-hmm. a consuming God. God, God, God yeah. uh, is, is love, but He's also justice. It's like the staff and the rod. He's um, mm-hmm. he, sometimes he he, he shifts uh, things. But when God says, "And after tonight, you feel it in your spirit. You feel it in your heart, your mind." So, and um. Yes. And uh, we always wait for that moment because mm. we don't move forward, we don't move after. We move when okay. um, we we hear the word enough, it's enough. And um, it's so, so much we can take. And um, we're still humans. Even though we walk in, in the spirit and we uh, work to um, continue in the spirit, we are uh, we're still humans, we're still fragile, we still part of us is still um has feelings and and heart right. <laughs> and 
even though we um we want to grow more spiritual uh we still feel like God is a sovereign God and God says enough it's enough and um and I always yeah. like that the word when it comes from him because you know that everything's gonna be okay and everything is gonna move and um yeah. and it's a good thing. Yeah. The whole thing about relationship and what I was talking about with Sarah about, you know, we're at a place now where I think some people have moved into understanding and building more of a relationship with God during these seasons and this particular season than we have. I think a lot of times caught up in just the atmosphere of being able to you know, we as believers, we need to connect. We are, you know, as a, in a corporate setting, you know, but it's, it's so important, just as important and more important, to have that one-on-one relationship of fellowship with God. Because that, that we got to know our God. We, that, I mean, that comes to knowing our God. How are we not going to know our God if we don't have a relationship with our God. We got to have that relationship. We got to have that one-on-one time so that when we mm-hmm. know he we know it's our God that's speaking. Mm-hmm. And we familiar with his voice. We're familiar mm-hmm. with what he's speaking to us. It's not like, you know, and and really I think this season has caused those who really desired that to move into that and those who were hanging on by the threads and just hanging on to somebody else's, you know, uh, words to try to help them, they kind of faded away because that personal one-on-one relationship hadn't really been built or strengthened. But in this season, it called us to strengthen that so that we can move on into the next place with God. Amen. I feel that I feel that we are in a dangerous times, and um, yes, and, and mm-hmm. I feel the wrath of God is coming, and I feel mm-hmm. that if we are prepared and uh, have that fellowship with Him, like you were saying on the beginning, joke, deal with Him, mm-hmm. joke with Him, we're not gonna make mm-hmm. it. And it's one and one. Yeah, we gotta be young. Yes, and it's very crucial and it's demanding because the forces of darkness are fighting, and uh, we have to be. uh, It's not. It's a war. It's a war, and we have to be connected to uh, the spirit to listen, to understand, and to. Take him and find out what does he want, where do you want, he wants you to go, what steps you want to make, what place you go. Even today now, the stores, the friends, you have to know where you go, if you if God wants you to go there or not, and uh, mm-hmm. what's in that. It's so dangerous. And, um, if we are not tuned in, uh, it's, I, it's a burden, I feel that... Um, we have to be connected even more so because the times are dangerous. And um, 
it, it sounds so selfish what I'm about to say, but if somebody or anybody or family or even inner, what is it called? Like inner circle. If people are right. not, wanting to, not wanting to yield or not wanting to go, you have to let them go because right now we're, the Bible says seek, seek that salvation with trembling, with fear, and, uh, mm. and uh, work, work hard to uh, to get there and uh, to stay there and to maintain and to make fruits mm-hmm. that abound, that make fruits that, that last and remain forever. And um, it's so dangerous, so dangerous. We got to yeah. move on and be ready and help people. Yeah, I mean, we, um, yeah, I mean, really it's down to, you know, you got to make a choice. You know, who who's important here? You know, who are you in relationship with here? You know, you're going to have to make a choice. That's it. Amen. You know, and sometimes it can be tough, but you, you've got to obey God. You've got to follow what he's telling you to do, what he's telling you to hold on and to, you know, let go. You know, Amen. Amen. Yeah, there's some things that he's gonna, he's going to require that we let go of that we may have been holding on for some seasons, and um, God is saying, "That's it. Let go." Amen. And that comes to being able to rest in God, being able to trust God. You know, even when in our own natural you know, mindset or we think that, you know, we got to hold on to this, you know. No. Um, There's some things God is going to say, no, you got to let go. You know, you've got to, what we were talking about, you know, the burdens and the heavy burdens, you know, he hasn't designed us, you know, for that. When the burden is heavy, we, we give it to God. That's why he bears the burden. He, we're yoked with him so that when there are things that we can't carry, he carries for us. And we've got to know when to let it go. Or it will hinder where God is taking us. So true. God takes us to spacious places, uh, green pastures places. Uh, secure, protected places. God is taking us to uh, another levels, another dimensions, another, another uh, beautiful, beautiful things. He wants the bride to uh, adorn themselves, be ready, be beautiful, be prepared, and just do right. his chest, show him his bosom. Um, today, I sing a song to him and I say, "Don't tell nobody <laughs> that I love you." <laughs> What? Don't tell what? Don't tell nobody that I love you. <laughs> but I was just having a love, love, uh, cuddle relationship with him. And I whisper at him. I say, "Don't tell nobody that I love you." Okay. And oh. then I hear back to me in a whisper way. Okay. It's so fun. It's so fun. Oh my god. Carol, Carol, you know, like being so touchy, yeah, being I know. So close, feel love, feel yeah. protected, and, and he wants yes. to have that. 
He once yes. loved back. He loved us. He wants love back. He wants praise. He wants love. He wants uh, uh, some uh, uh, cuddling words like when we were a kids and people just talked to us like 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 he um <laughs> he wants words like that. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, um, you know, when you think about what we were talking about. <laughs> To rest in someone, that's a, a closeness that, you know, you can't really describe per se, but you rest in God, that shows an intimacy or a closeness of being close up to him. You're resting in him. That right there shows that relationship is, 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 is an intimate, close relationship with God and a trusting relationship. And you can rest in him. You don't just anybody, you know, say, for instance, somebody you don't really trust, you're not going to rest in being with that person. Now, if you don't trust them, you're going to be fretful. You're going to be questioning, you know, maybe some things or actions. But we don't have to do that with God. We, We know our God. And we know we can trust him. And we can rest in him. So, you know, anyway, that's awesome. Awesome. Beautiful, beautiful He's thing. Jealous. That you, mm-hmm. Yeah, he wants of us. course. Yeah. He wants us. Mm-hmm. He wants us for himself. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely wants us for himself. So, amen. Amen. All Thank right. You. Well, you're so welcome, Veronica, and you enjoy uh, your week. Great talking to you and talk to you in a while. <laughs> so I guess I'll be back for, you know, for, I guess, regularly now. I just never know what might be thrown my way, but, hey, God, God's still going to be here, and he's still going to be carrying us, so just got to rest <laughs> in the journey. Come All right. Well, thank you. you you enjoy. All right, and good night. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. All right. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. Okay. We got some other hands that went up. Let's go to All right. So let's go to 8288989 and who am I speaking with and where are you calling from? Um, this is Jennifer and Greg, North Carolina and Kentucky. Okay. Jennifer and Greg from North Carolina and Kentucky. Well, I tell you, I can't really say that I can cross states like that normally, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm God is a miracle working God. All right. Well, so you all are both on here. Well, thank God for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on tonight. So, Lord, we just thank you for Jennifer, who's in North Carolina, and Greg, who's in Kentucky. So, Father God, we thank you for Jennifer. Um, we just thank you, Lord, for the uh, the way that you are uh, taking her. You know, I kind of see like this uh, very, I don't know if I've given you this word before, but I don't know. It seems like I've said this somewhere before. 
I see this 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 very you know straight road, and um, I just kind of see it you know being paved out for you. It's for you. <laughs> it's not for anybody else. It's for you, and it 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 it's it moved. But there's uncertainty because there are things that, you know, you can't see far in the distance, but this is your road. I just sense to say this is your road. And God has specifically laid it out for you. And he specifically allowed you to have a vision uh, that will only reach so far. Because in this, I just sense to tell you the reason the road is the way it is and your vision is only allowing you to see a certain distance is because God wants to build, have you build your trust in him, to be able to trust him for the things that you cannot yet see. But you know this is your road. You know this is your journey. You know this is the the way God has laid things out for you. But the whole thing of it is, I sense to say that God is doing it this way because he wants to build have you build your trust in him? Have things been laid out for you to see every little detail and every little thing along the way? You wouldn't have to build your trust because you could see your way through. But because of it being designed in such a way for your road, this is to strengthen your faith. This is to develop your faith. And this is to have you build a more trusting and dependent relationship upon God because it's not based on what you see with your natural eye. It's based on trusting the one that you're yoked with. So, Lord, we thank you for that word, and we thank you for Greg. Thank you, Lord, for things that that I hear the word opportunity. It just popped in, in my mind here, the word opportunity. We thank you for new opportunities. We thank you for uh, the rearrangement for opportunities. And we thank you, Lord, that he will advantage of the opportunities that God is presenting to him that he, you know, normally may not even consider. But, God, we thank you that opportunities are being made available to him. I don't know what for. or just I just heard the word opportunities. And so, Lord, we thank you that you begin to speak to him and and show him and help him to trust you for the opportunities that will benefit him and for the kingdom of God. Opportunities are not just for, basically, I hear, for just a personal thing, but for the uh, the beneficial things that will be affecting the kingdom of God. So, Lord, thank you for the opportunities. Thank you for the doors opening. Thank you for the sensitivity to the things of God, the spirit of God, the movement of God, being in sync with the movement of God, being in sync with the things uh, that God is is placing in your path, the opportunities, not just for you, but for the benefit kingdom of God. And, Lord, we thank you tonight, Lord, for uh, working things out that only you can work out, and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So how are you guys tonight? Um, it's been a rough day for me. It's been a rough day. 
That's kind of interesting what was said then. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah, I know the road is paved. Um, I guess I just am not trusting him with certain aspects of the journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I was saying, are you, there's just things that you're not going to see, you know, with your natural eyes. And I, that's hard. That's real hard. I don't like being honest with you, Jennifer. I don't like being in situations like that. Yeah. But when you, yeah. Just really weary. Really, really, I can, I can feel the weariness, the heaviness to where I just don't know. I just feel like collapsing, really. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can identify with that. Is Greg on the line? Yes. Yeah, I thought you. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I was just wondering. I didn't know if you were on the line or not. Okay, yeah. I was just checking. Yeah. Yeah, Jennifer, I've been where you are, believe me, recently. <laughs> it was like, you know, I don't know. I, I know we get weary in the journey, and it. But, you know, it's. I don't know what God's going to do or how he's going to get you out of that because he had to get me out of that place. And he just, you know, I was questioning God, you know, about, you know, purpose and, you know, just mm-hmm. it was, I don't know, it was a lot of things I was really talking to the Lord about. And he's such a wonderful, you know, kind, compassionate God that, I can't remember specific what you know what happened specifically, but it's like he just allowed to just because I was at him about like this and that, and, and he just it was almost like he he said it was almost like I felt he was saying let me calm her, let me just calm her, let me show her that I'm here and that this is it and I'm here. You may not be able to see. You may not be able to put your hand on this or that, but I am here. And I don't remember specifically what he did, but it was just something that just, it just snapped me right out of it, of that drain. I felt drained. I felt weary. I felt like, oh, you know, everything was oppressed. And Mm -hmm. I just knew that the father, through compassion, could feel this going on in me and Almost like, let me snap her up out of this. And he did. And the I, I, only thing I can tell you, you know, you just got to know that he loves you. I think that was the thing that I was I was feeling that, I do. I, does God really love me like that? Yeah, it sounds right. kind of weird, but do you really love me like that? You know, and it was like he allowed something to happen to show me, I love you like that. I love you like that. And this thing has not come to break you. It's come to make you into more of what I've called you to be. And um, it's kind of like, it's a process. It's a process, Mm -hmm. you know. 
And so we just ask, Lord, to give her the strength for the process, for the journey. Um, for you to get through this to that next place. Oh, for strength. Hallelujah. Jesus. Well, let's see. I mean, I don't know how encouraging that word was because, you know, as I was saying, I was looking, it was like, yeah, you were kind of just, it's your journey. I was, I kept hearing it's her journey. It's her journey. It's hers. Um, and yeah, there are things that she's not going to see. It's been designed. Isn't that something? I mean, you ever said that like that? It's been designed so that she won't see. Because yeah, I'm doing pretty much. Yeah, I mean, when I see cancers, it's like he. I don't know. I'm getting. I don't know if there's some enemy interference or. I just. I don't know. It's just today. Today, I just felt like I was barely hanging on in my. You know, mm-hmm. rope was just all bloody, and like I just wanted to let go. Mm-hmm. Just like I just didn't know what. Just like I'm tired, Lord. Jen. Yeah. Do you remember a word I gave you long, long time ago about letting go of the rope and the rope being bloodied? Um, Do you remember that? I remember you saying something like that, but I don't remember the. It's, I really have this picture in my head of just, I almost look like a rag doll and just hanging on this rope and it's just by a thread and, I mean, my hands are bleeding and I'm just, I won't let go. Just tired. You won't let go of the rope because he'll catch you. So tired. Mm, amen. Amen. And that's kind of like what I was sensing with this road. Yeah, there's some, it's been designed for you not to be in control. Oh, I have, I have, yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, and I'm, you know, it's the whole journey's pretty much been that way where I have to just completely put my trust in him and not the arm of flesh, and I realize that it's for a purpose. But, um, you know, just going through some hard things right now and just my heart. Mm. Jesus. Oh, Lord, we just thank you for the healing balm, Jesus. Healing balm, Jesus. Lord. Yeah. You know, I, I can um I've been there I like not too long ago. Um, I, and I had to fight my way through. I really, you know, I had to just I had to let go. Let God. I mean and I came through. I came through. He's able and he wants to let you know you can trust him. Mm-hmm. You can trust God. Oh. Thank you, 
this. Trust God. I feel like I can't like I know I can trust him, but apparently I'm not doing a great job at it because I feel like the pressure he's it's like he's he's I mean he's doing something different. I mean, he's it's like almost like he's increasing the. I don't want to say pressure because it's it's loving, um, but it's he's really got me, like in this place. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can feel the pressing. Yeah, yeah. I can feel it. Yeah. Well, I can see in this, it, and, and I can understand when you're saying that, because I remember, because I said why you couldn't, it was the way the road was designed, you couldn't see really what was up ahead, because it looks like you were at the point, it's interesting that you said that about pressure, because I saw at the point that you were in the road, you know, when you're going kind of up a hill, there's more pressure that needs to be applied to climb the hill than it is when it's flat and even. But you, in in the place that I saw you, was a place where there was beginning to be uh, the climbing or the walking up, which allowed or caused you to be able to put or apply more pressure or strength just to be able to walk up this place to this place where you couldn't see you know how when you're on a road and you, you know, they have those double yellow lines where they say don't cross those yellow lines because, you know, you're, the road is designed that you won't be able to see another car coming if you try to go around a car until you, because of the way the road's designed, you don't know what's on the other side of that hill that's in that road. So you got to stay on that side and not try to cross over because you could have a collision because at that point you've got, it's going to be more pressure to try to climb up that hill. And then you won't be able to see what's on the other side until you're there. So it was almost like I could see that you were in this place where you're not going to be able to see what's on the other side, but you've got to apply pressure to get up there. But you got to, know God is with you. And I believe because God showed me that and you're basically describing what you're feeling, he wants you to know you can trust him. Why would he show you that? I just feel like I'm failing all his tests. You know, it doesn't matter what we feel we failed God in. Mm-hmm. He's God. He's He's all sufficient. He's able to pick us up where we fell mm-hmm. and help us continue. It's nothing that God isn't able to do, so we do fall. But we get up and he helps us because we can't do it on our own. No. <laughs> No, 
Is there anything in particular you want to prayer for? Um, well, it's kind of odd because um, I called in just because I needed encouragement, and for some, somehow uh, Greg got merged in, and um, oh, and bless his heart, he said, uh, you know, just just do it. So I figure that God must have had a reason for that. Wow. But I actually, my plan uh, was actually to pray for him. Just that, um, you know, he would fulfill his destiny and that he, you know, would uh, an increase of the Holy Spirit and that just favor and blessing. So, I mean, that's, wow. that was, so, now yeah, for God. Amen. Praise God. That is amazing. So, Greg, how are you tonight? I'm actually good. Okay, great. Awesome. Well, I mean, it was, um, it was a God day. I mean, I told, I'd actually written it all out to make notes to myself throughout the process, but started when I woke up and he took me through this whole process and I think I don't think I've ever shared I don't know if I've ever shared anything prophetic or um, stuff that I felt like God directly told me probably anybody but Jennifer but try and make it as short as possible so he mm-hmm. said I, I went on a drive to spend time with God um, he was giving me turn by turn he was actually leading me to specific places and I don't always know the reason, you know, but so I I passed a street sign because I went away. I would not have ordinarily gone in a street line. The street sign was a street name, and it was Acres. Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh, like I – that is a part of a dream of mine is not to have like – I just want to have enough land and not see my neighbors as horrible as that may sound, but right, but underneath oh, no, no. it, it had the street, it had the street block, and it was ninety three hundred. I'm like, what you giving me like ninety three hundred acres? Like, I don't want my faith to sound mm-hmm. small, but like nine point three or ninety three would be cool. Um, and then I went on my way. So throughout that process, then I get toward the end of the drive, and he started giving me specifics for what he wanted me to do today. And I mean, like specifics, like okay, when you get home, I want you to fix the tail light in your truck and then you need to do this and you need to do this. And cause like I have ping pong ball, ping pong balls, you know, like all the stuff going on in my head and they weren't there today. I just had like this really clear, like this is what you need to do today. I'm helping you. And as I started to get close to the house, he told me to turn in the opposite direction. So I did. And I needed to go to the grocery store because I just needed milk. So I make the turn. He's like, I want you to go get your milk. And, you know, then you can go home to your thing. So I'm getting to the store and the whole milk thing. He's like, I want you to buy some honey. And I'm like, why? I don't need honey. I have honey. <clears throat> he said, I'm giving you a land full of milk and honey. I want you to get the honey as something symbolic. And oh, I'm like, wow. okay, well, that's cool. So then he says, and go ahead and get yourself a steak. Treat yourself to a steak. 
because I'm you're going to eat the fat of the land. And that is also mm. symbolic. I'm like, yeah, like wow. wow. So I'm walking in the store with the cart and I go through the front doors and I'm already turning toward the where the milk is. And this is what blew me away. He's like, Go to the steaks first. And I'm like, All right, whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. So I go to the steak. As I make my way to the steaks, this is what he tells me. He says, there's a steak specifically for you on that shelf. It's .93 of a pound. Uh And I'm like, no, no. I'm like, you're kidding, right? And he's like, go to the steaks. There's one specifically for you. It's .93. So now here's the backstory. So I went to the, the same store yesterday. They did not have any milk. Well, I get fat-free milk. They didn't have that. So they didn't have any milk. So I'm like, all right, I'm not out. I'll get it later. And then I'm like, eh, I think I want a steak. So I go to the steaks. They had no ribeyes. They had a couple of strip steaks. But I'm like, I really don't want strip. I want ribeyes. So no big deal. And I left. So then today when he's taking me through this process, having told me I'm giving you a land full of milk and honey, the milk case was full. Completely. So I got my milk. Oh, I mean, I went to get my steak. So same way, the steak case was almost empty. So I go, it's packed. And I was telling Jennifer, like, actually, I was recounting in my head, and, like, there were over 20 ribeyes in this section, right? And he's telling me, I have one for you, and it's .93. So I start, and literally there were three left before I – I mean, I went through every steak except for the last three is the – I saw 0.95, I saw 0.98. I'm like, I blink my eyes adjust. I'm like, is that 98 to 3? And I'm like, are you sure? Maybe 95 is okay. He's like, no. Oh. And I promise you, three stakes from the end, after going through 20 stakes, 0.93. Wow. Oh. Oh. Glory. So, I, you know, there's that. a lot through that process, I'm sure, but I'm just saying that, you know, uh, there's a part of me that's like, you're crazy, that wasn't God, and, you know, and I'm like, no, there's no doubt it was now because the stuff that he lined up through that whole drive and that whole ordeal, that could only right. be God. Right, right. And then the fact that you had to press through, you know, this whole thing, this whole conversation is about pressing through to get what God yeah. has for you, even though you can't see it, even though you have to go through certain things in a certain way and go by certain things that you were willing to accept as being the one, but you Bingo. ended up getting the one that he had for you. But you just didn't walk into the store and your eyes went directly to that. You had to press through with a determination and an understanding and an trusting that God had spoken to you to get what yep. God had for you. Yeah. And so he told me on the backside of all that. Is that. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. he told me on the backside, he said, you know, yesterday you could have got 1% milk or you could have got a half mm-hmm. gallon of skim mm-hmm. milk. It's not what you wanted. It's not what you needed. But you could have done that. Mm-hmm. And same way, you know, I could have got one of the two or three little strip steaks that were left that were kind of wimpy looking, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. 
And there was, and, and yesterday I wasn't hearing God talk through any of that. But today it's like, so that's the way it is with obedience because I told you go do this, so the milk's there. I told you go do this, and the steak, the very steak I told you was going to be there was there. So what I'm telling you yeah. is when you're obedient, when you don't delay, when you do, when you don't accept mm-hmm. the less, when you don't accept or try to, like, use your own strength to manipulate. It's like, oh, well, there's no gallon of mm-hmm. milk, so I'm okay. I'll just get, I'll get the half gallon or I'll get 1%. No, because you are going to get what I told you you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. substitute. Don't accept less. Don't. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't take it um, fit. Yeah, and you had to really trust, you know, that that's building your trust. So because you ended up getting exactly what, you know, God wanted you to have. But through the whole process, now you've seen that you can trust God. You can yep. trust what he's telling you to do. It's kind of like, you're, you're, you know, you're preparing me for something. <laughs> <laughs> that whole ordeal about trust is not to give me a point nine three stay. <laughs> okay, I get it. But yeah, no, it was uh, it was it was a monumental for me. I mean, I'm just like I don't. Oh yeah. I was I was I'm still blown away. <laughs> and that's encouragement and a testimony to Jennifer concerning what I saw in this road yeah. about not being able to see what it is that God is leading you to, just trusting that He will lead you to what. He specifically has. That's and he will put people through. on your path. She knows this, and I'm telling a story that she knows. She was out hiking, and it was really, really tough conditions, and hard to tell where you were, and uphill and muddy, and there were people mm-hmm. on that trail that helped her that knew, had gone that trail before, knew, and were giving her advice and support mm. along the way. And I'm telling you that right now, I mean, that just hit me that that's that. Wow. It's part of it. Wow. That was a metaphor. That was a free story to when you're feeling this, when you're going through this, this real life scenario is painting a picture for the same. I will bring people alongside of you. I will give you the support. Mm. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to receive it. Yes. You have to be open. Yeah, definitely. You know, or you'll miss I'm it. Put them there. You'll miss it. That's so true. Wow, how interesting that that tied in. I mean, that's just really amazing. Now I'm thinking about it. How this all just kind of intertwined and tied in together with what I you know, was seeing and what she's experiencing and what God took you through. And it's all just the same thing. (laughs) It's all tied into following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Excuse me. And being able to trust Wait for the stake. You may have to go through 20, but wait for the stake. And guess what, Greg? It wasn't wasn't chicken. It wasn't chicken. It was steak. (laughs) That's right. <laughs> you know, 
in the notes that I wrote, you know, when I was writing, because, I, I, you know, something like that, I'm like, I cannot forget this. This is going to be a testimony. I'm going to have to tell this story, and I, want it, I don't want to forget it, so I'm making these notes. And the very last thing I wrote about the steak thing was like, and I fully expect to, this, because I didn't end up eating it tonight because I ended up doing, like, working too late. So, but, I'm like, I fully expect this to be the most delicious steak I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I really do. And I've had some really good steaks, but praise God. I really, yeah, yeah. Because there was more than just it's more than just the the whether it's the tying the point nine three to the ninety three hundred on the street sign that said that the ninety three was this common thing, but that in all of that he he's the kind of guy that will wrap that up and it's like yeah the story is like I took you to a specific steak specific weight um, for a reason, but right. While it's not tied specifically to that stake, but here's the icing on it because this is the kind of God that I am, that that will be the best stake you've ever had in your life. Glory. Hallelujah. Up till now. Up till now because in the land of milk and honey and when we kill the fatted calf, there's going to be better stake. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Man, this is this is exciting. That that is awesome. You know, just to wow, it just ties in together. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's almost like what will I mean? The length. Will you think that the length that God will go to to show yeah. you that I am God? I'm real. You can trust me. The thi- I mean, the length that he will go to, to show you yeah. that I'm God. You can trust me. Wow. Yeah, let me, let, me put, let me put another precursor on that real quick. So the, this, he had put an image in my head of this place that, you know, on the, um, where I've gone several times on drives. This goes, I used to drive this back when I was 16. There's these roads back through the country that are close to my house. And so there was an image of a place that I knew very well. And I'm like, well, I'll, you know, I will make that part of my drive. So if I left the house and I was at the end of my street, I would turn left to go to this place that I had seen in my head that I'm like, that will be part of my drive. I get to the stop sign. He says, turn right. Hmm. I'm like, I mean, I didn't question because I know how this works sometimes. I'm like, okay. So he gave me a play-by-play. And we get to this another intersection a few stop you know a few a bit down the road and it's a four way intersection you go straight it will take you to the same place you go left it'll take you to the same place straight is more direct and it's quicker but he tells me to go left so there are more turns it's a little bit longer but both lead you to the same place turn left there i would not have seen that road that said acres and I wouldn't have seen the other road that said Babe, which I'm still not sure about that. And then another one that said Hillview, which also, you know, obviously I like hills. And the last one was Hidden Springs. So you just, there's things that I saw that I wouldn't have seen that are not gone the way he directed. So I was taking the easy path. Yeah. I would have taken the street, right? I would have taken the more direct route, but he took me a different way. And because of that, then 
I wouldn't have seen that 9300. There would have been no story to the point nine three stake. So he already had this. Right. He knew all this. He knew that right. there was a stake on the shelf specifically he wanted me to have. He knew every step of this, and he had this plan, but I had to listen. I had to, I had to go left when he said left. Right. And if mm-hmm. I hadn't, Correct. I would have missed the blessing. I would have missed the whole story. I would have missed the ability, the, the blessing and the opportunity to to hear and learn and trust. And I told, you know, God's really speaking, and he he's really highlighting the the importance of us listening to how he's directing. And what, I mean, because we can, like you said, that particular route, you could have gone another way and gotten to your destination. Yep. But you would have missed what God was trying to show you along the way. Yep. <laughs> You know, yep. and along the way, there are some things that you need to know before you get to your destination. And that's yeah. exactly what it is. You needed to know that because he was going to use that to show you how he can direct you to come right to what he wants you to have. Had you gone the other yeah. way, you wouldn't have that information. And it wouldn't have made sense. And it just if if I right. didn't, you know, hey, there's a great trust in saying when you walk in the store and he says, go to that shelf, there's a point nine three of a pound steak there. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Maybe. But that number would have had no significance. Right. Oh, wow. That is just too cool. I mean, woo, that is too cool. I mean, wow. This is amazing. It's amazing. So this is all yeah, like and you know, really he, encouraging, you know, to you, both of you. Well, he, really. did, he didn't – He there was just a couple of times in that process where he – which is weird because usually, you know, and I don't do this a lot. And Jennifer actually does this more than me with that. She just goes and God says turn left or turn down the street. But he's never given me more than one turn at a time. But when he's done it, it's mm-hmm. always been turn left here. And you go and turn right here or turn on the street. Today, twice, he gave me turns in advance. He said left, right, then left, or left, left. It's the only time he's ever done that. But he didn't give me, like, all of them. He just gave me, like, two or three. And he only did it a couple of times. Wow. Amazing. Oh, and then one time I didn't feel like I was hearing him. And so I turned right. And he told me to turn around. He said, that's not the way I wanted you to go. So I don't know if he was not pressing in and telling me so clearly because he wanted to wait. And and then and I guess just to see it, would I turn around if he said turn around. Um, but Wow. Yeah. It was all an exercise in faith and trust and listening, which he knew I needed. Because I'm at a point where yeah. I really, really, really need to listen. Wow. Well, um, I hope that's an encouragement to you. So had you previously told Jennifer about this? Oh yeah, yeah. We we we, we were on the <laughs> excuse me, we were on the phone prior. Well, I mean, I wrote it all out and I sent it to her so she would so she could read it because it's well, so Jennifer, much. Jennifer, it's to, almost like she's got like double, like double. I don't know. That's kind of like confirming a, something, you know. Hearing that and what I said, it's like it's getting like a double confirmation. 
you know. You would think. Yep. I feel like chicken. I mean, <laughs> oh, you're definitely not chicken. <laughs> you're waggy. Well, be. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it just that's what it, I mean. That's what it sounds like to me. I don't, you know, I don't know, but it seems so similar to the things I had said, and then he came back with a illustration. <laughs> when does that happen? <laughs> I, I mean, really, it's like what I said, and he came back, like, you know, you're teaching a class, and you know, well, I want you to do, and this is this, and this is that. Well, let me give you an illustration so you can understand specifically what I'm talking about. The great comes along with an illustration of what was told to you. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely in the dark and definitely blindfolded. That's for sure. It's like I mean, it's been a long, long journey for me, and you know, normally, um, I can. I mean, today was just one of those days where the enemy was really just. Um, I mean, you know, you just get weary. It, it, you know, you wait. I mean, it's been a long, long journey, and um, I, I realize that I'm. It's almost like I'm there. You know, the two hikes Greg was talking about that I had taken. He had led me to those hikes, and they just happened to be the most, the two most difficult hikes in this state. And I'm just like, Lord, you're trying to kill me. And he pretty much told me, yeah, this is this has been your journey. And mm. I really feel like that today. I, I by the time I was done with um, the hike, I, I mean, I was really proud that I did it. And I'm like, you know, and he was encouraging me. He goes, you can you can finish, you can do this. But today was one of those days. It's like. I, and tired, but yeah, it was a, you know the hikes were great metaphors of uh, the journey that I've been on. More illustration, right? Mm-hmm. See, yeah. he gives his own yeah, illustration. Definitely. He doesn't need me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, the journey does get tiresome. It does cause you to be weary. Uh, I can definitely mm-hmm. attest to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I, I, I mean, I've been there. There's pride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, you know, you know, there's a dying, there's a death. Um, you know, just like Jesus, right. but there's a resurrection, and and it's the the, you know, it's it's difficult, but I mean, it's worth it, obviously. But um, yeah. you know, and I prayed for it, so. You know, whatever he had to do to get, you know, watch what you pray for. But um, yeah, watch yeah, what you I pray prayed. for. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I mean, he's given me what I prayed for, so I can't. You know, I realize That's awesome. that. And I realize, yeah. That is but awesome. I was, I was, I was really ignorant when I prayed for it because I really, you know, I. I don't have a lot of, um, you know, friends that are, say, on fire for the Lord like I am. And so, you know, I didn't 
and I hadn't been, you know, I just, I, I didn't know. I just, I, I just wanted more of him. And so yeah. my prayers were ignorance, uh, not realizing the, all the dying and the, I mean, the, it's been hard. But worth it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, it's a process. process. Yes, and I definitely yeah. can identify with what you're saying because I'm in that place. So, right. and that's <laughs> that's why I'm careful with my prayers. <laughs> extremely, <laughs> extremely yeah. careful with my prayers because. That's why I don't pray for patience. Yeah. Well, I pray. You don't pray I, for I've already prayed <laughs> No, she did that though. She, she she prayed for patience. I'm like, why do you want to do that to me? You're just gonna inflict pain. Because I love you. No things. Love me in a different way. Don't pray for patience. <laughs> we all know what that means. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, God's gonna do this, guys. You know, God's gonna do this. We we decree and we declare that the will of God it will be done. Whether yes. you want to kind of draw it out and drag it along, we decree and declare that the will of God will be done with this. Yes. And uh, so, all right, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to put me out there like that. That's all I'm going to say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I can identify with you, Jennifer, definitely, and um, I'm careful with my prayers. I, yeah, I'm right there. No, that would be a major. That would be a major decision for me. I mean, major, major. Uh, Because you get in that place of being very comfortable uh, with Christ and your relationship with Him, and that, and then there's this other. this other dimension, you know, when another person is in 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 the place there. So, yeah, I definitely know what you mean. But mm-hmm. you know, we're believing for God's will, and remember, girly, you prayed. <laughs> I did. I did. I mean, you know, and I, I, I did. <laughs> I gave him my life, and you know. You know, yep. he says, yep. he says he, you know, he's looking for those that, you know, but, yep. I mean, it'll be, it, it, it's going to be worth it. He's worth it. Yeah. Obviously, he's worth it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I like that. All right, yeah. guys. So, uh, anything else? Thanks. This has been very good. Interesting. It's <laughs> awesome. Really. <laughs> It's just awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, but I just believe the peace of God. We just pray, God, we thank you for your peace. Um, just the peace of God to just rest on them, both of them. On Jennifer, Lord, the peace to just abide, abiding peace, abiding peace, God. And we thank you for the relationship. We thank you for what you're doing and how you're in the midst and let your will be done. And thank you for peace. In Jesus' name. 
Thank you. Well, you sound a little bit better, Jennifer. Well, you know, trust, <laughs> right? I mean, if you can't trust God, you can't trust anybody, so. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. He's trustworthy. Definitely. He's trustworthy. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. All right, guys. Anything else? No, no. I'm okay. I think we've given okay. that quite enough, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very awesome. much. Thank you. Thank you all for and thank Greg for I mean that was just that was awesome, man. I, I haven't had that happen to me either. But hey, I'm looking for that. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. All right, thanks for the journey, guys. The little journey we went on. I'll be listening and waiting mm-hmm. to see what happens here. You all be blessed. All right then. All right. Good night. All right, and we have, let's see, 803-991, Angela Joy, who am I speaking with? Angela, Angela, South Carolina. Oh, hey, Angela. Um, can hardly hear you. How are you tonight? Oh, well, how are you doing? I haven't talked to you in a while. How's life? <laughs> it's going. Going. It's going. You sound like me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, got a little bit. Let me just pray. Father, we just thank you for Angela, and um, we just bless you for, um, I just, I don't know what I felt in kind of a word to give you like a child likeness that God is, is birthing in you. Uh, a sense of just, you know, a child likeness, like you're a little carefree, a little, you know, I don't know. Now this might sound kind of crazy, but, um, I saw you like blowing bubbles, you know, like children are carefree and, and they're, they, you get these bubbles. I buy them a lot for my grandkids. And, you know, they love to blow bubbles, and they love to see them burst. And and it's almost like you don't know when it's going to burst, but they get excited when it happens. And um, just that childlike innocence of just not knowing what's going to happen. You know, I'm blowing bubbles, and it might burst right now when I blow it out of the thing, or it might float a little bit in the air, but ooh, it bursts, you know. There's that bubble, you know. And... Just the excitement, I'm sensing to say, of not knowing when it's going to happen, but there's an excitement that knows something's going to happen. And it's going to be good, and it's going to be all right, and it's going to bring a childlikeness, uh, a freedom of uh, just letting cares go and just going with Jesus, just enjoying life, just enjoying the adventure enjoying just the carefreeness of being a child of God. You know, that's the way it should be with us being children of God. Like I was speaking earlier about a heavy yoke. I don't know if you were on, but, you know, we're yoked with Jesus, and it's to make the burden light, you know, because 
when he's the one who we are to roll the cares over to, it releases us to have a freedom and a sense of uh, rest that we wouldn't get if we weren't yoked with him. And so that's all about our relationship with God. And it's almost like I just want to tell you, just rest in God, enjoy the journey, you know, and, and whatever tries to attach itself to you and, and cause a weight or a burden, you know where to roll it over to. You know who to roll it over to because he wants you to enjoy life and experience the carefreeness of just being yoked with Jesus. You know, what is that scripture I had? It said, um, let's see if I can go back to it when I was reading it earlier. Um on the tablet, I don't know what this thing is doing. Hold on a moment. Here we go. And so that's what just kind of hit me in my spirit was like, just to tell you like, okay, uh, yeah, in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, then Jesus said, come unto me, all of you that are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For, your, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give to you is light. So yokes are put on two, more on two. But the more experienced one, of course, is Jesus. And it's blessed to be yoked with him because working with Jesus as he leads you allows you to cast your burdens on him because you're yoked with him so that you can rest when you need to. You can enjoy life like you need to. You can be carefree as the child of God as you need to when you cast the burden over onto the experienced one who's carrying the load when you can't carry it and it's heavy. It's Jesus. So I just felt encouraged or led to say, be encouraged in that and enjoy the ability of being able to do that because you're yoked with Jesus. And so we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So how are you we tonight? How are we doing? You what now? Have a bubble machine. You say like bubbles? Like a bubble machine? <laughs> that was weird. A bubble gun. Oh, like a gun, baby. <laughs> Well, what? I can't. I don't know why it's kind of muffled. Let me see. Maybe I got you on the phone. Oh, okay. Oh, I had turned it off. Okay. Still there? Hi. Okay. Now I can hear you. No, I don't think you went away. Hello? Okay, now I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, I'm sorry about it. I thought I had my phone turned up. Yeah, um, thank you so much for that word. I was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a... Um, <laughs> A bubble machine that I use to put my little niece and nephew with sometimes. It's like a huge bubble machine. Oh, okay. 
Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, and you can identify with the carefreeness of them, you know, how they're excited and you do that with them. And it's, it's almost yeah. like I was just sensing that God wants you to have that childlikeness when it comes to when things come your way and you can just get to that mode of just rolling things over on him when it's too heavy and to find your rest and your childlikeness in being like that. You know what I mean? It's just giving mm-hmm. it over to God and that childlikeness, you know, and I, yeah, cause I don't know why I'm like, why am I seeing the bubbles? Like my bubbles. <laughs> yeah. Cause, um, when you hit everything right on the head, um, you deal with certain people, and it, it do get weighs you down. You forget to laugh and it, it makes you mm-hmm. bitter or angry sometimes. And you, if you get yep. the, like the childlike joy, it, it'll steal your joy. So right. that has been trying to, yeah, it's packed my life a little bit. So I, that's exactly, thank you, Holy Spirit. That's exactly um. How I've been feeling, so you know, wow. I get back to my because yeah, I'm kind of a little carefree person myself at times. But you know, people can come in your life and they they um wear you down, they wear you down, and, and definitely make you feel, yeah, so. definitely. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And I guess you know, you know, it's, like I said, that's really interesting because who would have thought you would have had a bubble machine? <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, right. I mean, like, I, mean I, I was like, do I, do I need to say this? I was like, who would have thought? I mean, nobody would have thought you would have had a bubble machine or you could relate to that. I was like, huh? That's like, it's so neat, though. Yeah, kids, they love it. They Like you said, childlike, because they, I mean, the bubbles, they they just pop them, but they just, they love seeing them come out. It's like a machine gun. It's like a little, it's, it's, it's round, it's thick, and when you put the bubbles in it, they just, uh-huh. Like millions of them, you know, just come out at one time. So, yeah, oh wow! <laughs> so you can relate to the excitement and the joy that they get just having that, mm-hmm. and to be, right. you know, you know, surrounded by that and such a carefreeness. It's so funny that you, you know, you say about you know, people come around and sometimes they kind of zap your energy, they zap your joy, and. Um, last night, a friend of mine, she's been going through a lot. I mean, you know, some of it's been her own doing. And, you know, I know it's been an attack of the enemy, but just making some, you know, not wise choices. And so I've kind of been over the several months, you know, ministering to her and assisting her as much as possible. And so um, last night I was just talking to her and, um, you know, she's doing a little better now, but, you know, try to have to climb climb up out of that situation or, or place you are that the enemy's tried to drag you down into. So it was so funny. Right. I, I can't remember exactly what I told her, but we started laughing so hard on the phone that she said, she says, I don't remember the last time I laughed this hard. Wow. And... We were basically, I said, well, you know, the scripture says that laughter is like medicine. Mm-hmm. And you can just sense her whole, you know, being, just beaming, begin to beam, and her 
countenance to cha- began to change just from some, I mean, I can be pretty silly. So I was saying something, I can't remember what I was telling her, but it was so funny. And I started mm-hmm. laughing to the point where, I mean, I couldn't even hardly stop. And she couldn't either. And she says, I haven't laughed like this. And it was like she got off the phone, you know, just feeling just lighter, I believe, from the mm-hmm. laughter. And she said, I just yeah. appreciate you. She says, you're so crazy. You're always saying this. I, I I'm a I'm a side comedian, you know. I can say some stuff that get people side cracking. Right. And um, right. <laughs> so she was like, I haven't laughed like this. And so God wants us. He wants us to have that that carefreeness, that laughter, that joy when the enemy comes and tries to zap us. Because I mean, she was she's been zapped. I mean. Mm-hmm. And just to think, I mean, it brought such pleasure to me to hear her say, boy, I needed that. I haven't laughed like that in so long. And I know she hadn't because she's been struggling with some stuff. But yeah. just to know that God has a way to just, he'll send laughter to heal us. That bubble mm-hmm. machine works in, 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 you know, I'm bringing that up. It's like, that's something that, you know, you could relate to because the children, mm-hmm. they have that joy, that excitement, that energy of, of just carefreeness when they participated right. with them. So that's right. kind of like what God says. I, you know, that's what he wants for you. So anyway. Thank you. I received that. He, he broke some chains off of her. He was making her laugh. He, Broke that burden. Oh, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. That's, I was telling awesome. I was telling her this little oh now I remember what I was talking about. I had gone to a banquet. I don't even know if I need to repeat what I said. I had gone to a banquet and um um and I'm not gonna talk about it. But anyway, I'd gone to this banquet and these people I was telling them jokes at the banquet about I might as well just say it. About my color. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and these, these, uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to tell you. So anyway, part of it anyway, I won't tell you the rest. But anyway, okay. I've been telling them about, uh, you know, being, being African American and everybody else in there. Right. So Caucasian. So mm-hmm. I, they served and I had been teasing them about it, you know, We've been laughing about it, you know, and I said, I'm hiding up in here. <laughs> it was funny. So I was telling her that, you know, like I said, I'm not going to get specific, but I was teaching them about I was hiding up in there with, you know, you know, me being chocolate, you know. So, anyway. so right. guess what? We got this dessert that was chocolate delight. Uh-huh. Wow. And so the dessert has chocolate on the inside with white fluffy, you know, whatever it is, whipped cream on the top. And I started mm-hmm. telling her what I told them and that this was the chocolate delight hiding up in the white fluffy. You know. <laughs> she started laughing so hard. Okay. Funny. She could not stop. I mean, she just. She needed that. I know, and it was like so funny because I was like, she just, she just needed, it. and then I started laughing, and we just started laughing, and she was like, I have not laughed that hard 
She says, I can't even remember when. Wow. And I said, well, you know the word says laughter is a healing. It's medicine. You need to do more of it. And she was like, you are so right. It is just what I needed. And it ain't even hasty to laugh. Yes. Just like, mm-hmm. you know, with you, he doesn't want you to have the joy and the peace and the childlikeness mm-hmm. of carefreeness of walking in God and knowing that he's caring for you and that you don't have to worry. He wants us running around fretting and fearful and anxious about stuff that yeah. we can't control. But he knows when we're laughing and we're enjoying just being here, it's like he hates that because he knows that's opposite of the way he wants us to operate. Amen. So I said, I need to start laughing more. I need to start laughing more. I need to Mm -hmm. run the devil off because he doesn't want to hear me laugh. Maybe the more I laugh and, of course, and worship does the same thing, he'll just stay over there somewhere and leave me alone for a while. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Amen. So, yeah, I just felt led to release that for you and praise God. Well, now, you know, hopefully you'll be able to get you a strategy where the enemy will run because you're going to be carefree like a child of God just with the carefreeness, childlikeness that you need to have. We all need to have when we're connected with God, because we know who's in control. We know that he has not called us to worry and to fret because we are yoked with him who is our burden bearer, who is our our, our rest, you know? And so, God, mm-hmm. I just thank God for that. Amen. Wow. So what's going on, Angela? What, what What's up? Well, I'm just working on my writing still. I was doing some of it earlier tonight, and, you know, I was trying to commit to that writing every day because I got a lot of stuff that's giving me to write. Um, awesome. Yeah, so that's, that's really it. I got me a new bike. I've been doing some exercise, riding my bike and stuff, and enjoying that, too. So. Oh, boy. Is it, uh, it's, a, it's a bike for outside or a stationary bike? It's outside, 10 feet. Well, well, I commend you for being out there in the heat. <laughs> well, I went early this morning. So. Before, the heat, before it got too hot. I, I ain't crazy. I'm glad it was, you know, kind of cool in the morning and late in the evening. You're not going to catch me yeah. out there around 2 or 3. <laughs> but the trail is pretty cool. It has a lot of trees, so. They have to. Okay, yeah, it's like an air Mhm. Yeah, it's a bike trail here oh, where okay. I live and down the road. So, yeah, it's pretty cool because oh, cool. it, it's like a lot of trees. Yeah, a lot of shade, so it, that helps. But um, I went yeah, early. Otherwise, morning. you might pass out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, because it's pretty it. hot here. Well, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. I used to. I used to work with a man who. Um, well, actually, in the part the, the department that I worked in was public relations for the newspaper, and one of the promotions that we had was a bike safari that would happen once a year, usually in the fall, 
And what mm-hmm. they would do, um, they would we would we would be responsible for promoting it and setting up the different stationary places along the bike uh, route. And I think the right. back, the bike route was about, man, I don't know, twenty miles, maybe longer. Okay. It was more mm-hmm. than 20 miles. And I remember we would have different stations we'd have to make sure it was set up for people along the way when they stop and take a rest from the bike uh, riding. Right. And um, I, I don't even think they do that anymore, but that was really pretty cool that the newspaper had that set up as one of their pre- – and we had we had hundreds of people that would sign up okay. once a year for the bike safari. Yeah. It was pretty cool. And the man that was over it, he actually was in his 60s, and he would get up every morning uh, before he would come to work, because I think our office opened at 9. No, actually, I think it was open at 8. And he would get up every morning, and he would ride his bicycle, I think, about 8 miles, 8 to 10 miles before he even came to work. And he was like 60 at that time, like 63 Mm -hmm. or something. And um but he would get up every morning and get riding on that bike before they got. Yeah. And that was in Florida, so you know it got hot. It was, like, hot. Yeah. But yeah. Um, that's, okay. I, I commend you. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm enjoying it. I wanted something that, you know, I can move really fast. Sometimes I have a lot of energy some days. I'm like, I feel like I need to do something. And, um, you know, the bike helps a lot. Cause, you know, I don't, I don't walk in some time, but when you see people be passing right. on their bikes, you like, get me a bike. And so that's what yeah, I did. that's cool. Yeah, I thought yeah. about getting one. Those bikes, I saw a couple at Walmart. They were really um, some nice bikes. And I was mm-hmm. like, if I get this thing, am I going to ride it? Because I, I bought a Slim Cycle, and it's, I don't use that. I just, you know, it's like. I, I was like, no, I better not throw away any more money. But I was doing it pretty faithfully for a while, and then I just kind of dropped off. And there's no – well, I'm still working. You know, I don't work as late as I used to, but I stay up as late as I normally would. I used to get off at 1 a.m., and now I get off at 11. But I'm still up to, like, 2 in the morning, you know. And then right. – but I'm starting earlier with work, so – I'll have to get up, you know, a little bit before then to ride because I need to ride at least thirty min, thirty to forty-five minutes, you know, so I can really yeah. see some sort of difference. So, how many right. miles do you ride a day? Oh, it depends. Like today, I probably did maybe maybe about two miles, two or three miles today, maybe. But it's, it's okay. normally at least about five to ten um, trail thing that we have over here. But I just want to get out a little bit this morning to do some. I really. I had to have energy to really go far. So the day I knew I didn't really have the energy, I said, you know what, I still need to do something. I'm going to get out here and ride. Then they have a peak yeah. jam going on over here in that area with the basketball and stuff. So a lot of cars go over They have what? It's called a peach jam, peach jam, where the huh. basketball players, the high schools and stuff, they come and I guess they maybe get ready for college or something over there. I know LeBron James really? was there last week. Yeah, so... They have to come down and body, mm-hmm. and they, you know, oh, okay. all these kids different years. Peach, mm-hmm. peach jam is what cool. they call it. Peach jam. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, yeah. We don't. I don't have. Um. There is a walking trail near near the house, but they don't. That's what they need to do over here. They need to. Um. 
Let me let my dog in. He's making noise, disturbing the neighborhood. Um, that's what they need to do. They need to have a bike trail around here so people can ride. And that's mm-hmm. nice. Well, I'm glad that um, I thought about you. I said, well, I was off pretty much, didn't do the show for about a month. And I'm um, just yeah. trying to get back and think of things and um, mm-hmm. trying to just see what God is speaking to me in this season. And, you know, just prayerful about some stuff that, you know, God has opened up to me uh, concerning a ministry, you know, that I'm connected with. And I'm just. I'm just looking for God right. to do some stuff because um, yeah. I was dealing with some stuff with God, you know, really asking him about being more specific with my purpose and right. wanting direction with that. And I tell you one thing, a lot of times when, you know, I deal with issues where I need laughter or I need more of a, you know, a, a joyful type, you know, joyfulness in my spirit is I have mm-hmm. to feel like I'm on purpose. Because if I feel like right. I'm not doing what I've been purposed to do, that's when it seems like that's when the enemy comes in and tries to attack me. Right. Because he challenges me on, like, well, what is your purpose? Like, you know, what are you doing? You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can just right. now, like, yeah, what are you doing to really make a difference? Are you really, you know, and right. it's like, yeah, and so I have to really just, I go after God then. It's like, okay, God, show me my purpose. Show me mm-hmm. if I miss something. And then usually, you know, something will happen. Well, he will show me, but that's how the enemy attacks me, and then he steals my joy is, when I kind of start listening to him question, well, what are you here for? You know, what are you doing? Yeah, that's, you should, that's so funny. You, you should be doing more. Yeah. Huh? Because I, that's funny the way you just said that, because that's why I was writing tonight, because I'm trying to, um, I don't want to say too much about it, but what you, what you were saying was kind of mm-hmm. kind of relates to what I was just writing about, because it, it takes place in the Garden of Eden, but I'm putting my own kind of say, spin on mm-hmm. it. But that's how, the, that's how, the serpent approached the woman in the garden with Eve, and yeah. I'm going to elaborate more on the, on the, like you were just saying. You know, he comes with these different questions or scenarios to make you question. Yeah. Did he, did he really say that? Um, are you sure? Mm-hmm. You know, that tree looks very beautiful. You know, it's, <laughs> so the way I'm writing yeah. it's kind of like what you were saying before. How the questions he keeps asking you to try right. to make you feel like I'm not a place. Right, and he comes to, like, just throw us off, you know, like, then you begin to, like, just like what Eve did. Then she began, well, did God, you know, like, well, did God really say that? You know, it's like, and then you begin right. to say, like, okay, did God really tell me to do this, or am I supposed to, mm-hmm. you know, you start to really, like, and then you start to feel like, well, 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 if that's not it, then what do I need to be doing, or, you know, the enemy's such a slick old dog. I mean, he really is. And what you just said, though, you say you feel out of whack when it's like you feel like you ain't in your your zone. When you're in your right. zone, you know you're in your zone. But you feel right. You feel at ease. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, and basically, what he's already done is that before you even get to that, he begins to just set things up to have you question. You know. Mm. 
Like, yeah. you know, he'll have, you know, situations will come up and, and it will cause you to even, like, try to see it, you know, he'll connect it with what you're questioning about. So, right. you know, I don't know. Yeah, we have to stand our P's and Q's because, <laughs> let me tell you, mm-hmm. that enemy, he's not giving up. No, he's relentless. And we got to be relentless, too. It's like, you, the, yeah, you know, you're walking by yeah. calling me in the deliverance and healing ministry because one day I was at work. And, uh, you know, I've been really in the Word and watching a lot of prophets who do deliverance and stuff. And this guy, he was, uh, he had a lot of homeless people who, you know, some of them are really mm-hmm. loud. You know, he's lots of fan and stuff. But anyway, this guy, he's just, I mean, he's just cursing. He was just, I mean, he was just cursing to himself walking up the sidewalk. So I was going to go get a car. He was a profanity. He was cursing. Just cursing. Oh, really loud, swearing, you know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I could hear him as I'm coming out to get this car and stuff. And um, as I hear him cursing, I began to pray in my spirit. I was, I was rebuking him, like I was saying, "Oh, you evil spirit!" And the minute I said it, just even the thought of it, he stopped cursing. He covered his head. He looked at me, and he, he put the hood over his head, like he didn't want, he didn't want me to look at him. And he walked on across the car. He, I mean, he wow. stopped cursing. And I was like, "Wow!" Nice. Yeah, and I was just amazed by that because I hadn't even finished saying. I would say, "You evil spirit!" And the minute I thought it, just in my mind, mm-hmm. like. I could hear him, mm-hmm. and he stopped. He looked at me. He, he I was like ashamed, like, like he was ashamed, and he pulled his hood all the way over his face, and he walked on on the car. Wow. Like, walked on. <laughs> I was like, well, okay, Lord, you You had some interesting encounters, though, I can say. <laughs> Sometimes I do. <laughs> yeah. I remember the grocery store, and I mean, you had some yeah, that's right, you yeah. Had some yeah. interesting that's encounters. True. But that's awesome, though. <laughs> that is awesome because that's the yeah. way we are supposed to be walking. We're taking territory, and we're putting the enemy to flight. Why? Mm-hmm. Because you got spirit of God. You got God living in you, and you know that's just awesome. You know that's. That that's yeah. enough to let you know. Be encouraged because you're on purpose. You are living purpose, and 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 be happy and have that joyful childlikeness about you. So you can just throw the enemy off when he thinks you know I'm gonna you know I, mean, I don't like the way she's looking too happy. Just throw him off. You know you have that. Right. You know in confidence of walking in your purpose that gives you the. Act, the ability to understand, hey, I'm in purpose for God. I'm doing what God called me to do, and I'm going to be joyful in the Lord, and I'm going to walk this thing out with a childlike, uh, you know, childlikeness of joy and, you know, just just living your life. I think you just make the enemy mad and set him off when he looks at you. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> when you look at you looking like that, you just set him off. It's like, and he t- tries to bring something into your atmosphere to try to bring you down. Because you set him off when he sees that you're walking in purpose and that you're happy about it. You know, he's not happy about us walking in purpose. Right. Yeah. So. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. We have to do like, We have authority. We walk in the Lord, Jesus Christ. 
Savior yeah. of the whole world. Yeah. So, yeah. You have to use that. And he he's yeah, our joy. Yeah, he's right. our joy, and he is our, he is our peace. And the enemy doesn't want us to know that. He doesn't want us to walk in that. You know, he's just an old thinking devil. He just doesn't want us to have that. And so that's mm-hmm. what I that has that makes sense about you know you not feeling you know you're feeling a certain way, and God wants you to be in that place of understanding you are work, walking in your purpose and you have a, a the right to access his peace you have a right to access his joy and that you know that childlikeness that the devil hates mm-hmm. you know he hates it he hates it yeah. he wants us just to be miserable because he's miserable you know he can't help but be miserable you know as, yeah. as that you know when even in the natural when you think about Miserable people love bringing misery. They're not satisfied unless they can bring some misery into your life. Misery loves company. And that's exactly what the devil is. He's miserable. And he's not satisfied unless he's trying to make us miserable. Because he's a miserable devil. (laughs) He's just plain miserable. You know? He's, He's... and he hates us, you know. He hates us because he missed out, and he's miserable. He he will forever be miserable. There is no other way yeah. for him to be but miserable, except for when he tries to make us miserable. Then he gets a little happy about that. Mm-hmm. Other than that, he's a miserable devil, looking to bring misery into mm-hmm. our lives. Oh, I never even thought about it like that. He is miserable. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> He's just not miserable. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. And, um, Angela, is there anything else you want uh, to talk about or pray about? Well, I mean, it's, uh, like I said, I'm just working on my, I bought me some notebooks the other day, so I'm, like, get real focused on my past sort of kingdom business and um, just asking God to keep God me like earlier. You know, make sure you're in your purpose and you're doing I'm doing his will, which I feel I am. Thank like you. I said, you feel out of whack when you're not where you're supposed to be. You're trying to do something else. He's thinking he wants you to do, not what you're purpose to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I definitely can understand that. Yep. I think I'm happiest when I know, and I know that's what happened to me recently. I got sick, and um, it took me, I don't normally get sick, so I had that really bad thing with um, sinuses and allergies and just kind of thrown off. And then after I was beginning to gain my strength back, it's just, I just, I don't know. I I think when, when you get to a point where, when you're at a point where you can't do what you normally do, and that's a part of your purpose, my, my part of my purpose in my being is that I stay busy just trying to do what God has called me to do. And then after you get thrown off and not able to do those things, then you, when you, it takes me a while to get back on track. Like, okay, well, life went on without me. So am I in my purpose? You know, it's like, and then it took me a while just to kind of get back into the sink of like feeling, okay. Yeah. I I don't know. It's just, it was just a tactic of the enemy once I got laid up and I normally not, I mean, I don't, when I, for me to be in the bed like three days, that got uh-huh. depressing. Cause I, 
I'm normally yeah. not, you know, I'm like a, not a sickly person, and I, I got to be up and busy and moving and going and doing, and to be sick yeah. and in bed for two days, it just really, like, it threw my whole everything off. And then it, it took me a while to just feel like I was up to 100% again. And then, right. you know, so when you feel bad, it's just like when the enemy comes to attack. And, um, but, you know, I, I was there. I, I understand. It's like, you know, well, you know, and then things began to happen. And I don't know. But I think I'm back I know what on I want. track now. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Right. Oh, I'm going to cut you off with I was sure no. forget about that. A couple of weeks ago, I heard you talking. It's probably a month ago because you hadn't been on the show for a little while. But I heard you talking about your hair. You and I think Nicole were talking about the hair. You lost hair and stuff, trying to grow back out or something. Was that you talking about the vitamins you were taking? Well, I was taking that, and then I was talking to Nicole one time. In fact, it's funny you bring that up because um, Nicole was telling me uh, about some stuff that she put together that she got from the vitamin store that really grew her hair fast within like a month or two. And I was Mm -hmm. like, wow. And then she told me what she got from the vitamin store. And I don't remember what it is. She told me I wrote it down and I can't find it, but I was taking this product called Viviscal and it kind of, it'll thicken up your hair. But this what she was telling me was, it will, I mean, it was working much faster than that. And I was like, oh, I got to remember what she said. I was just thinking about that today. I was like, oh, man, I, and I can't find what Nicole told me that she got from, like, the right. store. Like, she did some vitamins and some other stuff and came up with this potion that her hair just started to grow fast. Well, I'm going to tell you some old stuff you probably got in your refrigerator right now that will grow your hair out very fast. And I have thought you using- Egg. Eh? One egg. An egg. I have my hair was it was I always had pretty good length hair, but since I started using eggs on my hair, eggs and water, that's it. No shampoo, no conditioner, nothing. My hair has gotten really? so much thicker and thinner. Yes. And I started this in February. It is now uh, July. And I told my best friend the same thing. I said, you know, I don't I don't put nothing else in my hair. My hair has stretched the length, it's gotten longer, it's gotten fuller and thicker. And the first time you use one egg, you're going to see a difference in your hair because the eggs is loaded with protein, well, aminos, and stuff that right. our hair needs. So how can you do it? And so you just crack an egg. <laughs> it could be white egg, brown egg. I just did mine again the other day. But it can be, I use, personally, I use white eggs. For some reason, it works better on my hair to me because I, I eat brown eggs. But I, I don't use the, the white eggs to, like you scramble the egg, you know, you crack it and you scramble, like you scramble it, and you just put it on your hair. You know, you ain't got to wet your hair or nothing. Put it on there white-wise dry, whatever, and um, let it sit about 20 minutes and get in the shower and rinse it out, let the water rinse it out, and you'll be good to go. And you'll be amazed at the result. It's from, your hair going to go so, so fast. You're That's it. The egg first? No, you don't cook it. No. Oh, no, you don't okay. cook it. You just crack it. You just scramble it, but you don't cook it. Oh, okay. I was like, wait a minute, scramble eggs? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's what I got off. I got off when you said scramble. My mind went, what? (laughs) 
scramble eggs in my when I put, when I, like the other day when I got off of work, my hair, because I work out in the heat too, you know, I'm back and forth inside, but my hair gets kind of fuzzy, a little bit frizzy, like really thick, especially when it's, it's, it's dry heat. I came home, mm-hmm. I literally scrambled the egg, like I'm going to scramble the egg, put it in a, you know, crack it, put it in a little bowl, scramble it. I mix it up really good with a fork or a little scramble thing. And I just put it on my hair. And when I put it on my hair, my hair literally curls up like I have a curly kit. I mean, it looks so pretty. Yeah. I don't want to walk, rinse it out. Yeah, and that's how much of, wow. you know, it's, yeah. I mean, it looks like a hairstyle, and it's, <laughs> when I put the egg on, it's like, yeah. it makes it, 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 yeah, it curls it up really tight, and I just rinse it out. You know, I sometimes I don't want to rinse it. I'm like, wow, this is like a, a style right here alone by itself. But it's just putting that egg on there and getting that protein and amino acids, and it's, you know, it puts that little sheen in there, too. And, um, that is but yeah, it works really good. And I told my best friend because she struggled with her hair so much, and she's got a lot of issues, you know, kind of going on with it now, but. She was so amazed. She's like, Angela, I am not using no more shampoo. I am done. Because the eggs from her hair, it kind of, it puts that elasticity, I can't say it right, in your hair. makes your hair kind right. of, you know, you want that, that snap back with your hair. You want it to kind of pull back. Right. So she started using it. Her hair has really grown out since the last couple of months. I said, I said your hair is really, even though she's having some hair issues, but the length, she's got more length in her hair. And she, she loves it. He's like, I'm, I'm never wow. going to have egg on my hair. <laughs> That's what's well, for women. I mean, it out? doesn't matter. Where, where did you find out about that? YouTube. It's actually on YouTube. I was looking at YouTube one day, and they was taking this egg, and they was mixing all the other stuff in it for the hair. I said, you know what? I'm going to try the egg by itself. I'm not going to do all this other stuff. And that's what I did. What were they doing? Vitamins? They were mixing it with, um, no, they had like a, like a, um, some you cook like eggs and coconut and maybe some kind wow. of guess what they had and maybe some olive oil or something, but they mix it all together and I wanna say molasses. I wanna say molasses too, but I think you know what I'm like gonna do that. Yeah, I think Nicole mentioned l- molasses, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. That something yeah. but I'm gonna try that Because what happened with my hair is that, you know, it's um I think I had a chemical reaction with a relaxer. And just mm-hmm. a cup, like a, a a spot in my hair, you know, just like broke off. And right. and I was talking to the lady from Viviscale because I had used it before, and I was asking her, and I was you're supposed to take two a day, and I was only taking one, and, and she was like, yeah. And then I was telling her about my hair, and she's like, and I said I've used Viviscale before, and it it works really well. I mean, it's sticking my hair up. And so she said, "Well, probably what happened to your hair was did I have coloring?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she says, "Well, you probably had a chemical reaction uh, to certain right. parts of the hair because the rest of it part is just long like it always had been, but just different patches and spots on part of my mm-hmm. hair is just like now." And she says, "It probably was a chemical reaction." So I was like, man, right. I can't even do nothing with that. <laughs> I'm wearing my instant <laughs> hair. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. my instant hair, but, you know, during the um, warmer months, you know, I don't like to have that because it's just too hot. And right. I was like, now I can't even really get the braids the way I want them because it's so uneven in different places. And she was saying what? something about, you know, I, I was trying to remember what Nicole said. So I'm glad you told me that because I was just, Thinking about that, and I was like, oh, what am I going to do? So, yeah. I'm, you know, instant hair. Yeah, I wanted to share it with you. I heard you talking one day about it, and I, I get 
didn't get a chance to talk with you, but yeah, I heard you say well, that. Well, I'm like, definitely you know, going to get that. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's even, the though, even, though eggs, yeah, even though eggs got expensive, the price is coming down now. I can afford Right. <laughs> you know what I do? I get the little half a dozen for like a dollar. I said, I'm going to do my hair for a dollar because you can eat that. All these years, I've been spending all this money on these shampoos, these fancy shampoos and conditioners, yeah. and then I'm down to a dollar. <laughs> Buying it, six little eggs for like a dollar fifty four at Walmart, and that's what I've used on my hair. It works great. Yeah. That is amazing. Just an egg. And like you said, yeah, like you said, it's protein, you know? Yeah. Well, I had learned, um, I was watching QVC one day, and this guy was on there. And I bought it, and I think I have some left. And his, it's shampoo, but it's not, it doesn't have all of that stuff in there, that mm-hmm. the additives. And basically, it just cleans your hair. It's not all those other things in there that strips your hair. And, right. um, yeah, I had been trying, I would used that a little bit because shampoos are really not, the normal shampoos are not good for your hair. I mean, I have They're bought really shampoos. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. But like I said, yeah. since February, I have been using the egg and water. That's all I've been using on my well, head. And believe it or not, it doesn't smell anything. Like I say, I let it, I put like rinse it out with warm water in the shower and just, you know, I may put a little peppermint, you know, um, just through my hair or whatnot or, or some type of little a little dab of the peppermint conditioner I have, just a dab of that. But no. I don't I don't moisturize my hair with conditions like I used to do in the shampoos and stuff. I see more results with my egg versus all the conditioners I use, so wow. I'm sold on it. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's um how long do you let the eggs stay on there? About twenty minutes. Twenty minutes or so, twenty, thirty minutes at the most. You don't have to leave it on that long. Okay. You can do it short if you want to make it ten or fifteen, but for me I do about at least twenty at the most. My hair's kinda of sticking and it's got some lenses on my back, but when I put that egg in it, like I said the other day, you know, your hair don't have to be wet to put the egg in it. You can be just like your hairstyle is right now, just, you know, crack the egg and mix it up. Wow. One or two eggs at the most and just put it, you know, saturate, make sure your hair is saturated with it and let it sit while you're doing something else, you know, watching TV or listening to your music or whatever. And then go in the shower and just let it water, warm water, and rinse it out. And that's all you got to do and style it. And you don't put conditioner mm-hmm. on it or anything after no, I have not used the conditioner. You know, I will put oil. Like I have, actually, I use um, sunflower oil. I used to put oil in it and let okay. it. Okay. So my hair will curl up. Mm-hmm. It'll curl up when it's when it's, when I get in the shower. The curl, it'll still hold curls. So I put oil in it and just let it go that day. You know, a whole day with air drying. And I get home, I may flat out, flat iron it out. A couple of days, something like that. Wow, that is amazing. Well, thank you for sharing because yeah. I was. <laughs> This hair issue has gotten to be. <laughs> sometimes yeah, you'll be you'll like it. I'm sure you'll see some good results the first time you use it. I'm not talking about the second, third. I'm talking about the first time you use it. You're going to be, you know, you'll yeah. be. Even my friend said the same thing. I didn't tell her the first day. The first time I did it, I was amazed because I said, wow. Because what I did, I thought first I tried it, I just let my hair stay curly for a couple of days. But then when I went to go flat yeah. on it out, I noticed the length of it. I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, you you you'll be amazed by it. And she was the same way because she has a little micro braid, the micro micro braid. Yeah. And um it's right here, but it's 
sister, some type of way. And she said she was just amazed the first time she used it. She felt like her length actually strengthened out more. And it could be because of, you know, it's all the good stuff out here needs in it. So maybe that's right, what it is. Right. It makes it you know. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, actually. I mean, it really makes sense. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. Well, well, thank you for sharing. And um, I guess you're going to be the last caller because actually it's <laughs> it's 2 a.m., so it's going to shut us off. Okay. So I'm glad yeah. you're able to get in. I'm glad you're able to get on. Well, I will let you know, Angela. We will talk about okay. some hair things. Yes. <laughs> All right. And okay. you, you be at peace and you enjoy your new sound freedom being childlike. <laughs> Thank you. I will. I will. I receive that. All right. All right. All right. Thank you for having me. All right. Good night. Good night. Well, that's it, guys. It is 2 a.m., and we are headed out of here. um, Show cut off. (laughs) All right. Good night. Thanks for calling. Bye. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.